Okay, funny story. When I was a kid, um, this was like 2006, and this was my first um, exposure to like real football, as in the World Cup kind of vibe. And I remember Tunisia got qualified for the World Cup, right? And we were in a group with Spain, Ukraine, and Saudi Arabia. Now, Spain, we were winning 1-0 until the 75th minute. Raul scores, David Villa scores, whatever. We lose 3-1. Should have won that game. Ukraine, mm-hmm. we play a great game. We lose 1-0 to a Chevchenko penalty. And then we play Saudi Arabia. And the game ends 2-2. But I remember my mom was watching the game. It's one of the few times I've seen my mom actually invested in Because, like, support Tunisia, whatever, you know, that kind of vibe. And as a kid, you know, being such a devout Muslim, I was like, so I know the Mecca is in Saudi Arabia and I'm Muslim. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I was so conflicted which, with which team to cheer for because I felt like I was either cheering for my country or I was cheering for Islam to win. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked my dad, I was like, dad, like, I know you're supposed to go to the Mecca, whatever, you know, Saudi Arabia, but like, this is my country. Like, which one would I support? And my dad didn't even answer. He was like, boy, shut the fuck up. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> and so when the game ended 2-2, I was happy because, like, none of them lost. And so my dad got mad at me. He was like, what is this dumb logic you got, bro? <laughs> and I just, think that's, I just think that's too dumb of a story. OG, OG, OG uh, football vibes. Welcome back, everyone. This is the second part of our bonus uh, 21 players for the 21, 21st century with Kaleb Abud again. It's glad to, glad to have you back. Real good. So, guys, uh, I hope you all went hard on Aziz after the first episode, especially as Ronaldinho and Schweinsteiger take. I know some people talked to me and told me about uh, talk to me about these two opinions, but fuck it, let's move, man. It's your opinion. Mm, I mean, that's Schweinsteiger. Okay, look, look, wait. That Ronaldinho take, man, look, if I put feelings aside, I can understand where you're going with this. He's not top five. He, maybe not 19. Maybe he's like 12th or something. But that Schweinsteiger take, uh, I can't go. Uh, I don't know. Man. I've, watched, I've watched enough Bundesliga to see how great Schweinsteiger is. But I still understand why people would, would not fuck with that. Having said that, still my list. And so, obviously, there's going to be a lot of disagreements with people. I'm not saying I'm the football savant. That, I think I think the top ten. I mean, from tenth to first is less controversial, to be honest. I mean, well, it's the yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be way less controversial. But just in, in general, still wanna um, at least set set up a couple of things uh, before. Do we you wanna start? start with the honorable mentions? Um, yes, yes. I I think that's that's a good way to start because last last episode we meant we talked. I mentioned how there were two names that I wanted to talk about for the honorable mentions, and we it it just got too long. It was two hours. Yeah, two yeah. hours and a half. Had to cut it to two hours fifteen minutes, and I just I couldn't. I, as as much as this is still a bonus episode, so <laughs> ratings, what ratings? Wow. So like number of downloads, views, whatever. It doesn't really matter because it's a bonus episode. We're doing it more for you know. The, the, the vibe, the vibes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's still like, I mean, I, come on. Like, I can't release a four-hour thing and just let people, oh, hey, enjoy and just cut it whenever you want. Yeah, yeah, for so sure, for sure. we had to do a Kill Bill kind of thing where it's part one, part two. But still, mm-hmm. uh, so at least I, I think it's a great place to start. I had two names that I wanted to talk about. Because my honorable mention, if I'm going to go real quick, I have 
Vieira, Fabregas, David Villa, Torres, Ribéry, Robin, Neymar, Bale, Van Persie, Figo, Nedved, Neuer, Ferdinand, John Terry, Drogba, Balak, Lam, Suarez, Nesta, Cannavaro, Scholes, Zanetti, Chabi Alonso. We wouldn't have expected any of them in the top 10 anyway, so I might as well just say it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannavaro, no. Nah, maybe I think Cannavaro, my dad. I How about, about did you mention Lewandowski? I don't think I heard his name. No, I haven't. He's not even my honorable mention. I actually had an, such an argument with my dad over Lewandowski, and he was like, oh, you should totally have Lewandowski. In. And I'm like, I'm a Bayern fan. I get why. I'd love to have Lewandowski, in, but in the same way. Do you, think, do, you think it's, do you think that nostalgia plays a huge part in what we're doing right now? Absolutely. Because like like in, in 20 years, if we look at Lewandowski and then we look at... I don't know, bro. Ibrahimovic. Maybe we'd say that Lewandowski maybe had. The, I don't know, bro. It's still. So Lewandowski has. So Lewandowski hasn't won, but pretty much won a Ballon d'Or this year, right? Like that's. Yeah, that's, oh, for it's, sure, it's, for it's sure. sure. I mean, I don't get why they cancelled it if they played at least. Because they couldn't give it to Messi, or you know, mm. like they're so biased for Messi. And I'm not saying he's not a great player. Come on, it's, it's, you have to be dumb to say that. But like, they're mm. very biased towards Messi. We've, we've talked yeah, about yeah. Off, off the record. What I'm trying to say is Lewandowski reached a higher peak than Ibra ever reached. Okay? Yep. But as a player, you can't tell me you would rate Leva more than Ibra, you know? And so history yeah, I mean, will not be on our side. In 20 years' time, people will be like, oh, Lewandowski was just as good, if not better, than Ibrahimovic. And maybe, maybe he will do something in the next four or five years that will just blow us out of blow this argument out of the water. But until further notice, I look at Ibra and I'm like, this is the best striker we've had since 1998. And this is one of the best, best players we've ever had at his position. So Lewandowski is yeah. great. I'm, I'm a Bayern fan. Seven years in a row, 40 plus goals in a Bundesliga where you, have, you play four less league games than uh, the other top five leagues, right? Because it's only mm. 34 games instead of 38. So obviously, like, it fucks with this ratio and you can't be the, the, golden, the European golden boot as much. But at the same time, I look at Lewandowski and I'm like, whatever Lewandowski has achieved, I'm, as much as I want to give him credit for, I'm going to give credit to a guy who didn't achieve as much individually, but I know would have achieved more if his team was built to service him the way it, every team was built to service Lewandowski. And that's Karim Benzema. Like Benzema, mm-hmm. again, nostalgia is, it, is a big factor wait, here. The, like, are you starting? Uh, uh, you're not starting. Of course, this is, we're still in the honorable mentions. Yeah? Yes, yes. Like yes, you're still yes. just... Yeah, yeah, Talking, we're still yeah, the honorable okay. mentions. Like, we're going to drag yeah, yeah. this as much as possible. So, it's fine. <laughs> uh, basically, what I'm saying about Benzema is, when you said nostalgia plays a big factor, I 100% agree. Because to me, 2003 till 2008, that's peak nostalgia season, right? That's learning what football is. Yeah, for sure. And so, for sure. those players have a special impact on me. But also, I'll, I'll explain in a second why it also matters. That era matters more than you think it did. Uh, Benzema started in that era because he mm. came out of the scene like as a 17-year-old for Lyon. At Lyon, and, yeah. And was a machine at Lyon. When he transferred mm. to Real Madrid for a pretty big fee of 32 million back in the day in 2009, Benzema was only 21, 22. And so you look now and you're like, okay, like it was Ronaldo's team. But Benzema is a top five scorer in the history of Real Madrid. Benzema is a top five scorer in the history of the Champions League. Yeah. And Benzema, Man. as and, much as people would hate to say it, has been Real Madrid has been Benzema's team for the last three years. It has. He's been exactly. the, he's the next Ronaldo. It hasn't been Bale. It wasn't and all, Vinicius. And all these accomplishments and 
like the same as Rooney. He, he's never been the never been the focal point of this team. Exactly. I, I look at it. I look at it. There's a game for me that's very telling, and I'm not expecting people to remember specifically games in the middle of January, but there was a game in January or February of 2015 in that 2014-2015 season when um so basically what happened 2014-2015 um Real Madrid started off kind of kind of they basically changed the structure of their team from the the treble from the decimal winning team so they sold Di Maria they sold Xabi Alonso they kept Modric and they basically kind of took Bale off of the starting spot and they played this four man they played 4-4-2 with Benzema and Ronaldo yeah. strikers, okay? Mm. And they played four midfielders that were Di Maria, Cruz, Modric, and James Rodriguez, okay? And so basically, you could have played, you were playing six offensive players, kind of. Mm. Tony Cruz can play number 10, Modric can play number 10. So, and obviously, I mean, you look at, uh, what's his name? Rodriguez and, did I say Di Maria? No, sorry, James Rodriguez and Bale, or Isco. Yeah, okay? Switch yeah. between Bale and Isco. James Rodriguez. Cruz and, and Modric, Ronaldo and Benzema. And so they went on this streak, like 22 game winning streak. It was a world record. And at the same time, Ronaldo was going through the cleanest goal scoring run of his life, right? Seven mm. games into the season, he had 15 league goals. He was killing it. Man. And that team was unstoppable. But that team, at some point, you could totally see that if Cruz or Modric got injured, that was the end of it. Like, there, there's nothing you could do. Modric gets injured for four months. The season goes to shit. And they basically don't win a single title where they could have actually won the treble. And it was so dumb because, like, they lost by one point. They lost by one goal in the semifinal of the Champions League. And I forgot mm. how they lost the, the, the Copa del Rey, but it was still something stupid. And it all started by losing 2-1 to Valencia, their first game in January. But at some point, Ronaldo doesn't play a game. And Benzema plays this game where he's clearly the focal point. He's the captain. They beat Sociedad 4-1. He scores two amazing goals, sets up the other one. And I'm like, that's exactly what Benzema can provide when you make him the focal point of the team. But he has to sacrifice so much to tire the right backs, the left backs, to fight against the center back, to just, you know, take the ball back. That the dude, 90% of his value is off the ball, Right. Exactly, and it yeah. makes Ronaldo's life. And so that's why that's this is why casuals would say Benzema is shit, and he should he should have yeah, been sold bro, ten it, years ago. I don't know what exactly because off the ball he's world class, and no one can like casuals can't see that. Exactly, I think my second year of university, 2017, 2018, Benzema had a shit year. I think he scored like five league goals, and I was still mm. arguing that I would take Benzema over Aubameyang to like this these two dudes at my university, and they were like, "Yeah, bro, you don't get football." And I was like, you have no clue how wrong you are, bro. Like, Benzema is so much more than goals. I get that Aubameyang scores 35, but, but I, I take I, – Benzema scores five and tires the team and assists enough for your team to be able to dominate 40 more games than with Aubameyang. But do you think Benzema would look that good with average players around him, like – Aubameyang was at Arsenal because he's not that type of player. No, he's no, a feeder. That's, he can't that's, feed that's shit when, that's, that's when Aubameyang was at Dortmund and he had... Yeah, 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 no, but I mean... Royce. Just in general, do you think Benzema would be as good, not as good, but like as efficient with lesser players around him? Because I don't right think... Now, so. Right I now, right now, I think he would right now. I think mm. playing with Ronaldo, playing with Ozil, playing with Ramos, Modric for these years, 
you can you can look at Benzema now and you can totally see, yeah, this dude played with Ronaldo for like 10 years. It's clear. He's got the movement, the ethic, the pattern, everything mm. about him screams. Yeah, this guy get this guy has played with one of the all-time greats, you know? He gets mm. it because he's got that same level of mental focus. And also he's like, that's a Real Madrid player. Like what I said last time about Modric. Benzema is a Real Madrid player. Like I can take mm. Aguero, Suarez, whatever. I don't know if they'll fit in Real Madrid. I know Benzema fits. Like yeah, he exactly. scored more goals than him. And they and Mourinho basically shipped him off to Napoli. Because yep. he was like, we, we, we need Benzema, right? Mm-hmm. And so one thing I always hated about him was how he was uh, labeled as a number nine. In the same way that Rooney was never a number nine. Benzema He's a false nine, nine and a half, man. Yes, yes. I think Benzema could play the 10 if he wanted. I think Benzema could totally play the 10. I think the way to define it with football, football has become... Modern football has become so positionless in a way that the only term you can use to qualify Benzema as is he's an attacker. He's an attacking player. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Anything beyond that would be kind of wrong. And so, mm. shout out to Benzema. I wanted to highlight one of them, one of, these, <clears throat> one of these names. The other two names I wanted to talk about a lot is Cesc Fabregas and David Beckham. So, I'll start with Cesc Fabregas if you don't mind. Beyond Messi, no player has had more impact on a squad or a team or whatever in this century than Cesc Fabregas at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. In 2003-2004, you know, you, you know very well what I'm going to talk about, the invincible Arsenal team, right? With Arsene Wenger, 26 wins, 12 draws, an all-time team. Maybe it's still the best Premier League team ever. And you go through uh, the re- I'm not sure, but with the amount of draws, I but I mean, yeah, it's up, it's up. For, yeah, with yeah. the amount of draws, sure, but also you look at, um, you look at uh, their, how do I, how do I say this? Like it's, some would say their '98 team was better, but I mean, yeah, they're not. The double winning team was just more robust. I would say mm. that this that 2004 team, if you put them in a vacuum, they could beat any Premier League team ever. Okay. Like, I look mm. at the 2018 Man City team, which is the most dominant one. I'd say the 2008 uh, United, yeah, to be honest. that's also another yeah. squad. But the 2018, like, I just want to emphasize the 2018 Man City team. I feel like if they played mm. against last year's Liverpool, both at their peak, not guaranteed that Man City wins, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, they can be beat. I don't think any team can properly beat the 2004 Invincibles. Because... On top mm. of being super skilled, I mean, they had Dennis Kerkamp, they had Patrick Vieira, they had uh, Robert Pires. They also they had, had characters too. Bro. Yeah, they had physicality yeah. too. Like Thierry Henry is a big man. Dennis Bergkamp is huge. Gilberto Silva. Patrick Vieira, bro. Patrick Vieira is a monster. Saul Campbell. Uh, who else? Colo Touré when he was like 19, 20. Mm. They had Lauren. They had Ashley Cole. Like that's and Fabregas, bro. Fabregas acted like a man. Bro. No, no. And Fabregas was, still wasn't on that squad. That's the thing. Yeah, the, so, the year later. He came. A, year, a year later. Uh, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. As, so Axel Wenger, when he came to Arsenal in 96, decided to like basically revolutionize or modernize English football. No more beers, no more cigarettes, no more bullshit. Mm. Fitness, 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 diet, and everything. And he had huge athletes. His 98 double winning team had Emmanuel Petit and Patrick Vieira in midfield, right? Like, huge dudes. 2002, he still had that, you know? Mm. 2004 still. When he saw Cesc Fabregas play at the academy 
at La Masia, at Barcelona. He was like, this guy is the future of football. And he decided to sell basically all of his aging squad that still could have competed for a champ. I mean, they went to the Champions League final for two sure. years later yeah. with a lesser yeah. squad. And if it wasn't for yeah. a bogus game in that quarterfinal 2004, they go to the Champions League final again. So mm-hmm. this was a team that it's odd that the best Arsenal squads are those from the early 2000s, but the late 2000s was the one that made the push to the Champions League consistently. Like, 2006 to 2010, semifinal was almost a lock for Arsenal. For that, with a weak team, honestly, in comparison. Yeah, yeah. But as soon as he saw Cesc Fabregas, he was like, I know this is the future of football. And basically sold every one of his players. He sold Patrick Vieira, he sold retired, he sold... No, Pires retired, he sold Freddie Longberg, he sold um, Gilberto Silva, he sold Thierry Henry, obviously. He sold just about everyone. And start to build the mm-hmm. team around Fabregas. He's like, that's our new pillar. Even though he just had three of the four greatest players in the history of Arsenal in that squad and said, nah, man, like Fabregas is going to be it. He's going to be the best player in the world. That's how good a young 16-year-old Fabregas was. He broke every record for like youngest to play a game, youngest to score a goal, youngest to, to be a captain, youngest to play 100 games. And the dude would I think he's the... got the second most assists in Premier Exactly. And the I dude... Think. As a young player, as a 21, 22-year-old, will lead the league and assist every year, right? Like he was Ozil before Ozil. Bro, Amazing. Just, I know you're, you're, like, um, you're talking about the early days of his career, but I don't want to jump the gun, but that move to Barcelona was very useless, in my opinion. That's, 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 that's why he's not on this list. Uh, that's mm. why. Because Fabregas killed in the Premier League, was great, and led a team an Arsenal team into a Even when he came back, bro. Even yeah. when he came back to Chelsea, he was still... Bro, Amazing, won, but won that's the, the, league. The, the important part was that he made a team of nobody's challenge. Arshavin, uh, Reyes, rest in peace, Van Persie, who was injury-prone, um, Alexander Hlab, like just Aaron Ramsey, Jack Wilshere, like mm. a team of just young, useless at that time. Okay? They yeah. all had a decent enough career at the end. But like, it took until Olivier Giroud to come back for that, for that, for the Arsenal play style to be a little different, right? Yeah. But from like 2007 to 2013, it was very much the same squad all the time. Yeah. Cringe. Yeah, it was like right? entertaining football, but top four maximum. Yeah, but they what would always it? challenge Champions League Champions semifinal League, yeah. because Fabregas. And so mm. it's funny that he didn't win a single title for Arsenal. I think I think he won the FA Cup. I think he was there in time for the FA Cup in 2005, but they should have lost to Man United. I'm not sure, to be honest. I I'm don't not. think he was there. I think he's got zero titles at Arsenal. I'm, I'm, that's the only one, I think. But that move to Barcelona, you see when I say Modric is, is, is a Madrid player, Benzema is a Madrid player, Modric mm-hmm. was not a Barcelona player. At all, David Villa, David Villa was not a Barcelona player. You know, he something was, like... It reminds me like the Thiago situation now at Liverpool. It's the same thing in my opinion. It just it, the fit is not right. Like you know, mm. some players are made to wear a certain jersey, and I think Fabregas was made to just stay at Arsenal. If and if he weathered that storm, if Fabregas stayed at Bar- at, at Arsenal long enough, they get Ozil, the early Ozil days. Aaron Ramsey finally blossoms. They could have they could have challenged way more in that 2014 season because that 2014 season started as. Oh, Aaron Ramsey's going to win PFA Player of the Year. Arsenal mm. are leading. 
they just beat Liverpool at Anfield. I think no, no, not at Anfield. Uh, at at, at uh, Emirates two nil, they scored a wonder goal, mm-hmm. and then it just dwindles down after they lose six one or six two to Man City, and that's it. And the season was basically over. You have Fabregas on that squad. Maybe it's a different story. Maybe they push a bit longer. You know. Yeah, but bro, even if he didn't stay at Arsenal, just moving to Barcelona wasn't the move. Bro. Exactly. The, the, Mar- the Barcelona one was the hurtful one. Because when he went mm. back to Chelsea, like you said, he won them the title in 2015. Like, I know they got Diego Costa and they had uh, Eden Hazard. Hazard. But as much as I love Hazard and he won PFA Player of the Year that year, that wasn't even Hazard's best year. I thought two mm. year, his last year at Chelsea was clearly his best year. Mm. And Fabregas was clearly the, cha- the game changer. Where is game of the season against West Ham? That pass to Andre Scherler? Like, that was crisp as hell. So, yeah, I just, like I said, shout out to honorable mention, Cesc Fabregas, who could have been easily on this list. Yeah. And easily one of the 10 premier, like, at Cla- he would be a shoe-in for, like, the, the Onze d'Or for the Premier League in Premier League history, mm-hmm. if it weren't for that. The other name I want to shout out is a guy who is mentioned a lot in those Premier League 11 best, but really shouldn't, and that's David Beckham. David Beckham is one of those names that you can put legitimately on this list for his impact in football without necessarily saying that his play was the main thing, right? He's the, he's the first football superstar, I think. The first pop star, if you want. He's, yeah, he's the first people. football celebrity. Because yeah. now, you, now you, look, you look at Cristiano Ronaldo, and Cristiano Ronaldo has the most followers on IG or Facebook or likes on Facebook of any human being mm. ever. So you could say he's the most famous person in the world right now. And Messi is mm. like not that far away from him. But David Beckham was the OG, OG of that. And at some point, Ferguson basically... Hate it like Ferguson didn't want him yeah, because yeah. of that fame. Mm-hmm. His play, I'm not saying his play was trash. The dude balled. He was great. But I think his celebrity was way too much. When I look at David Beckham, I'm like, that's not a Galactico by footballing terms. But he was a Galactico. Yeah, but bro, as a as a as a character, he's the he's he's the he's the Galactico, bro. Like yeah, he was team. the most cap player and and the most cap outfield player in English history until uh, Rooney and Gerrard. He was like, he was something. I'm not saying he was a bad player, but I'm saying you compare him to Zidane, Ronaldo, Roberto Carlos. He wasn't in that thing. In the same way you said in 99, on the record, you told me in 1999, he should have won the Ballon d'Or. That's not even part of our discussion. But no, he mm-hmm. shouldn't. He shouldn't have had. Like he finished second. I don't think he should have been second. I don't think he was the best player on that Man United team that year. You know? Like, Who do you they, think was? I think it, it was Ryan Giggs. I think Ryan Giggs was the best player on that team. But I also think I mean, Dwight York had a spectacular year, 32 goals. And mm-hmm. some of his play, I mean, you look back at the game, the, three, three, the two 3-3s against Barcelona in the group stage. Yep. Two goals like that, bro, they were amazing. Beckham actually scored a perfect three But it's just because the moments that Beckham in the 99 season... Like that goal, the the semi semi final goal against Arsenal. Even though Giggs got all deplotted because of the second goal, he scored the first goal that that's unnoticed now because of that Giggs goal. 
And in that final, bro, he sent the two, two crosses in, man. He's the corners. Yeah, but bro. also, I mean, for example, the, I look at the semifinal against Juventus and you look at the goals, Roy the Keane. goals that Dwight York, yeah, Roy Keane for his Roy Keane. Look at the two goals that Dwight York for yeah. Dwight York or Andy Cole scored too. But like two good goals, like there there were a lot of that was a, a twenty thirteen Bayern type of team where mm. you can't point out which player was the best. I mean, I know it was Van Steiger, but like a lot of people you could look oh maybe it's Robin maybe it's Ribéry maybe it's Muller maybe it's no yeah. you can look at the 99 team and point out Scholes Giggs Schmeichel uh, York Damn. Beckham you know Keane yeah. so you can't I don't know you just I think he his celebrity preceded his yeah I mean if that's the debate yeah for sure his celebrity and I think and I think I don't know I just I saw this list I forgot on, on some I mean, Americans know nothing about football, bro. It's too funny. I saw this list, I think, on ESPN on the top 10 football players ever, and at 10, they put David Beckham. I was nah. like, bro, that's just, like, the only name you knew, bro. Come on, it's too cringe. <laughs> Facts, I think if you plug me right now at ESPN to just write a column for football, I would do a better job than all the columnists there combined. It, they know nothing. They know really nothing about it. Because they, they talk about football, the same way they talk about basketball, the NFL. And mm -hmm. it's not the same, oh, like it's not about talent. You know, they would look at exactly. Atletico Madrid and they don't get why Atletico Madrid would win because they don't have enough players. Because it's not like the mm -hmm. Lakers, bro. It's not LeBron and AD versus Kawhi and Paul George. Different. Mm -hmm. It's a different story exactly. in football. I've, you've seen different shit. Like, I've, I've seen, you, like you, you've Leicester seen City, bro. Exactly. Leicester like, City, the, the who the fuck is Leicester City? But also, you look at Leicester City play that year, and you're like, no, you know what? They have a chance. But they would look at, yeah. oh, we don't know any single player. And now you look back, and Golo Kante is one of the best players in the world. Jamie Vardy has more than 100 goals in the Premier League. Riyad mm -hmm. Mahrez is a great player in the Premier League. And they had, like, other players that had a decent year. Um, the German... Uh, the German... Fuchs. Uh, no, no, Christy Fox was good, but like, no, the German um, center back. Uh, the center backs were, were Morgan and Robert and, uh, Hutt. Yes, yes, there yes, you go. yes. Robert Hutt, big, name. Yeah, big. they had a decent year. Casper Schmeichel had a decent year. Danny Drinkwater was good. Mark Albrighton mm -hmm. was good. And so you're like, okay, that's a team that could win on any given year, right? It yeah. just happened that, you know, a lot of things happened in 2016. So that's, it made it easier for them. But, like, in American sports, they look at it and they're like, no chance. That's like saying the New York Jets or the Jacksonville Jaguars can win the Super Bowl. Not the same. There's no, there's no parallel you can draw. And so, I don't know. Mm. Putting David back in the top 10, that was, was kind of sketchy. Anyhow, it's been 30 minutes since we started this podcast, and we still haven't started with our top 10, but I think they're going to go quite fast. So, yeah, let, let me just start. Let me just start real quick. Actually, just a bit of, just well, a that, couple have, of honorable have, mentions. Have, yeah, yeah, that's what I Yeah, think. I just want to talk about, like, I won't dive deep into, into the topic, but Aguero and Azar are two players that are very underrated, in my opinion. Yes, yes. I mean, I'll let you, I'll let you make the case for why they should I'm, be mentioned. Okay, uh, Aguero, I mean, it's simple. We can just talk about facts with Aguero. He's the, I mean, he's the top scorer, the top scorer for a foreign player in the league where Thierry Henry played, and that's enough to be in the conversation. Like Cristiano Ronaldo. Exactly. I mean, that's, uh, and he, 
he's been consistent ever since they signed him at City. I think he was one of the first generation players when they were uh, when they were bought by the Emiratis or the second generation. He, he was he like was that. from the second wave because the first wave was the mm. Damien Duff, Robinho. Mm. You know, the, Craig the, the, Bellamy, bro. Craig, <laughs> Craig Bellamy, facts. Craig Bellamy, classic United, Man City 2009. <laughs> David Silva. And then they moved to the next one, Jose yeah. Tevez, when they got Aguero. Um, mm-hmm. Who else did they get in that? They got Balotelli, Edin Dzeko. Zabaleta. Zabaleta, yes. Uh, who else did they get in the second generation? In the second world of Man City guys. I think they got uh, Alvaro Negredo. That was great. Like, he was great his first year. They got Jacko too. And they got James Milner. Yeah. You gotta love him. And yeah, then, they got decent there. And, and, and Aguero and ever since they and, signed him. And then the third wave was the Pellegrini one where they got mm. the real shit. Like they start getting, I think they got De Bruyne. World class players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then since Guardiola has been ridiculous. But yeah, Aguero. Uh, yeah, Aguero. He's a machine, bro. He's a machine. I mean, he 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 hasn't stopped, bro. Ever since he came in, he hasn't had one bad season. He's always been up there for the top scorer. And of course, now he's slowing down because of his age. But the guy is, deserves a mention for sure. Especially, I mean, I've talked about how Robin made me cry. He's he made me fucking cry, bro, is when he scored that goal. Yeah. You know the thing. The thing with Aguero is. I was watching the Gladbach game yesterday, Man City versus Gladbach, mm. and uh, I saw him get subbed on at the 60th minute. And bro, I'm not gonna lie, it kind of hurt my feelings because I was like, this guy should have. Guardiola really being a dickhead right now. Like, I know age slowed Aguero down, but like, bro, that's your top scorer of all time. He has to start, you know. He's great. He's great. Man, Gorgiola's heartless like that, bro. He's just okay. Yeah, Gorgiola is a destroyer of legacies. Mm-hmm. Mourinho's just mm. a destroyer of potential, I guess. But like Gorgiola. No, but, I mean, you could say the same thing about Mourinho, I guess. I don't think Mourinho destroyed any player's legacy ever. Casillas? Mm, nah, I think he was right. I think Casillas <laughs> wasn't that great. I honestly think I look at Diego Lopez and I'm like Diego Lopez did, did just as well as Casillas. Bro, Aziz. <laughs> no, that year. Look at it. That year, bro. There's nothing Casillas could have done to save the season, bro. They had 85 points. <laughs> Barcelona had 100. They lost 4-1 to, to to Dortmund. He couldn't have stopped a single goal. Like facts. Yeah, I mean, alright, bro, go off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just it. I'm sorry, but it's facts for for real. Like who, like Casillas, the one time he his play had to matter, post Mourinho, just you know being like I'm done with him, was the next year with Ancelotti Champions League final, <laughs> and he conceded the dumbest goal in Champions League final history. <laughs> like you remember that goal, the Diego Godin one. Like why did yeah. he? Why did he? Decided to take an extra couple of steps and then he jumped it. Like that was so de- like I thought I thought that encaps like that was very encapsulating of Casillas's career at that point for those last two years, mm. just clinging to the last chance of hope. But like you're not gonna make it, bro. And he didn't. And they considered goal. Like imagine the story that Marco would have wrote, written if Ramos didn't score that goal and they lose one nil. And that whole mm-hmm. decima season ends with Real having zero trophy. I know they won the Copa del Rey, I guess. 
you know? By losing the Champions League final against Atletico, that's a story by itself. Right? That's too funny, right? That's way too funny. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't think Casillas was as good as you think he was, at, at least at that point. So I don't think Mourinho destroyed him. I think he okay, was, yeah, he was yeah, past his prime. Yeah, but like I mean, Guardiola, yeah. Guardiola fucked over people. Come on, like Guardiola mm, changed. Ronaldinho, fuck it. That's Bro, the one I love. It. Thanks, <laughs> thanks Guardiola. Cheers. But like I don't know, Eto had more to offer. Ibra had more to offer. David Villa had more to offer. Fabio I mean, yeah, hindsight, to hindsight. You understand if they get Haaland, if they get Haaland now and Aguero doesn't pay you, like okay. Bro, yeah, no, for man, nobody would complain. But I'm saying exactly for the last two Jesus. years. You have Jesus, bro. Have you seen that bogus penalty against against United, bro? What did Jesus wow. think? Wow, wow, bro. His body <laughs> must playing, playing 89 and a half minutes, knowing you just give a penalty like that, and you're a striker, bro. Why would you be there anyway? <laughs> bro, he lost the ball. He just got angry. He was like, I'm taking it back, whatever <laughs> means necessary. Like, uh, that's it. And what is it, like one minute in? Or two minutes. Like, that was very early Yeah, it was a, like 45 seconds in or something like that. Like, it was a throw-in <laughs> and that's a penalty. That's it. That was the game. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Thank you. Three points. Like, that's so stupid. I don't know. Yeah, bro. I just think, I just think, uh, what's his face? Aguero deserved more, cre- more credit for what he done. He scored better and, goals. Yeah. And like I said, also, Azar and even Rob- Robin Van Persie or Ruud Van Nistelrooy, those are all players that deserve a mention, bro. Like, in the 21st That's century. Right. If, if you had to pick one of these four to put on your 21, if one of them had to be included, who would it be? Aguero, for sure. Aguero I, I over Hazard? City, yeah, yeah I, I think so, just for, for consistency. And that's because if, 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 if you ask me this question two years ago, I'd say Hazard. But just because of these past two years, I'd say Aguero. Yeah, Hazard, Hazard if Hazard stayed in Chelsea, he would have been one of the goats of the Premier League. Nah, he was, bro, he was unstoppable. It was crazy, man. Last year at Chelsea, he won the Europa League by himself. For Mm -hmm. real. He was just that good. And he decided to just go to Real and get fat. I mean, you'd understand. I mean, I would understand, bro. Fuck London. I'm going to Madrid, bro. Bro, (laughs) no, I've had the chance to stay in London, bro. The city's too beautiful. It's sunny today, by the way. It's great. I'm like, imagine if I was, was paid top dollar to live in Chelsea right now. That would be great. I but mean, like, yeah, for sure. yeah, just I could just take both, bro. bro. Now he looks like a fucking IG model with his ass. <laughs> Dude is thick, bro. I swear to God, I, 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 I'm not kidding here. I'm not. I'm really making a point. Hazard and Sterling definitely benefit from having Baddies, the fattest, bro. the fattest asses. Because like, once they're once they're they're in front of you, bro. It's basically like, uh, how do you call it? Basketball <laughs> when you're backing down on the post. Like some, they can back you down, bro. They have their asses are so fat <laughs> that you can't just circle around and get the ball, bro. Thickies, right there. Oh my god, but you know, I'm right, bro. like for real. Yeah, I can't be that, man. <laughs> bro, Hazard Marcelo must have a field day overlapping Hazard. <laughs> Bro, if I if I had to look at that view every time I had to make a run, bro, I'd be a left back too. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, shall we start the list? Yeah, bro, let's go. I think. Let me just I go? go on. Let me go on my tenth. It was your eleventh or something. It's, yeah. Uh, 
Pirlo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I guess we can, we can if you want. Yeah, we can just skip that one. Okay. I mean, no, I think we we said everything there is to say. Okay, so I think I think this top ten is gonna go way faster than the yeah. last. Time. Yeah. So, my top ten. Who do I have? I have Ramos. Ramos at ten. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I'm not saying the dude is the best defender of the 21st century. Pretty far from it. But I think he has more legacy than any defender of the 21st century. So the dude, first of all, he's also one of the, a la David Beckham, dude is handsome as hell. It was clear he was going to be one of the most popular football. Like he looked the part, you know, you look at Sergio Ramos, you're like, that's exactly a guy who's going to blow up on IG. For real. Exactly. But he also <laughs> happened to be a player for Real Madrid. When, when Ramos, when Ramos, um, when Ramos was at Real Madrid, um, when Casillas was captain, which wasn't very mm-hmm. much because Raúl was the captain until 2010, then Casillas was captain for like four years, then Ramos was the captain. But when Casillas was captain and Ramos wasn't, it felt like when Totti was captain and Daniele De Rossi was vice captain. So it's like this, mm-hmm. that, that's the, this is the little general. Like we know exactly who's next in line, and mm-hmm. so. You knew Ramos was next in line in Real Madrid. That was his legacy back then. Uh, he came into Sevilla. He was a really, really talented right back. And then makes a switch eight years into his career and becomes the best center back in the world for like half a decade. He also scored a lot of goals. What, like, I think what's his record for in his season? 12 goals? That's what Aguero scored in 20. I mean, he has more goals than Ronaldo, El Fenomeno, and Zidane in the Champions League. That's yeah, that's, that, that, that's how crazy it is. He, he scored free kicks, he scored penalties, he scored a Panenka against Sevilla in the Copa del Rey. Over 100 goals, man. Over 100 yeah. goals at center back. Which, which is ridiculous. Crazy. Like, only, only two other center only two other center backs have that uh, Ayala mm-hmm. and Kuma. I think actually Fernando Riero also has that. I'm not for sure. But like, still, like, you're in the top, in top five ever, right? in terms of scoring yeah. like center back. Um, his scoring beyond being, in like in quantity, being huge, in quality, in timing. And importance, dude, bro. Exactly. Importance. And scored the most important goals when they mattered. I think mm-hmm. when, I look, when we look back at the three Real Madrid teams that, that, that won consecutively the Champions League, 2016, 2017, 2018, yep. I look at 2018 and 2016, and I'm like, they, they were very lucky. They didn't deserve it. Right, but I look at that 2017 that won the Champions League and La Liga as one of the grittiest, toughest teams in the mm-hmm. history of football. That team came back so many times. You know, remember when they were going on this undefeated run? Yeah. So many times they were losing, and mm-hmm. they would come back in the last five minutes, and it would be a champions goal, a captain's goal by Ramos exactly. at the Camp Nou, at Lisbon against Sevilla. He scored one against Atletico three years before in the Champions League final. Like, like Ramos came through when it mattered. Against Valencia, bro, this is a game that nobody will remember. But basically, if Real Madrid won that game, it was in 2014. There was a time. So this was peak Barcelona-Real Madrid. Um, uh, like the, the peak of their influence, right? 2013-2014. They're winning, winning, winning. And like... At, it had been like four years since Real Madrid and Barca didn't win 
in the same league week. And like they did that three three times. Yeah, yeah. Like and they did that like three times in a row, right? Around what? the end, like around the end of the year, because like uh-huh. it was. Um, when was this? This was like around April 2014. Mm-hmm. And they're all going through the Champions League. Like there's a Champions League quarterfinal. Barca's playing yeah. Atletico. There's Copa del Rey final soon. Real Barca. And then Real is playing like for the title and everything. And so these three teams were killing each other. And they were so tired by the end of the season that they were losing league games or drawing league games yeah. in a stupid manner. Mm-hmm. It gets to this game where if Real Madrid win, they might win the, the league. If they win and they win their last game of the season, they win the league. And they drew, which put them out of the title, mm-hmm. which meant that if Atletico drew against Barcelona, Atletico... They would win it. Yeah. But that game against Valencia in the Bernabeu, they're losing 1-0. Ramos scores a goal with five minutes left. Then they score. Uh, then uh, Valencia scores. And then Ronaldo scores the kind of back heel karate kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At, at like the 88th minute. And you're, like, and you're watching at the time. You're like, Ramos basically playing striker. When they need a goal, Ramos is playing striker. When mm-hmm. they almost came back on Dortmund losing 4-1 and they won 2-0, Ramos scored the second goal. So many fucking goals this dude scored that mattered so much for Real Madrid. He represents that Real Madrid grinta that will to win. He is, bro, for me. And for me, when I think Real Madrid, I think Sergio Ramos. Yeah, I think he's Sergio the, Ramos is very, very representative of the Real Madrid mantra. And I think in the <coughs> era of Galacticos and huge buys, he was the best buy they could have done pound for pound in maybe their history. That's how and that and that position changed changed everything, man. From right back to center back. Yeah, I mean, he was he was like that's the thing. That's the scary thing about Ramos is that now that you look back at the accolades, you realize the dude's been world in the world eleven for like eleven years, eleven times exactly, eleven times. And you realize like that's something only Ronaldo and Messi had in the last Mm -hmm. decade, and. When you think he wasn't the third best player in the world over the last 12 years, but he was the third most automatic buy-in in any like World 11, team of the tournament, team of the year, Messi Ronaldo, the next closest thing you got to automatic was Ramos. It wasn't Neymar, it okay. wasn't Ibra, it wasn't even Xavi or Iniesta. It was so would you, understand, would you understand if I told you that he's number four on my list? I would absolutely not. What the fuck, bro? Come on. Like, bro, no, he wasn't that. Yes, I mean, bro, yes. you said it yourself. I didn't, need you, I didn't need to say anything, bro. I mean, look, look at the accolades, bro. Everything, yeah, he's got, everything. He's got the accolades, but the thing that he was fourth, I mean, okay. I look at who I have four on my list, and I'm like, and I've seen those two play against each other, and I've seen what it looks like, okay? And so I can't put Ramos that You know exactly who I have on my list. So you've seen both of them play, and you've seen exactly what it looks like when Ramos played against him multiple times, and it was I mean, fun okay. to watch. It was yeah, fun, yeah, bro. Okay, I see what you mean. But I mean, look, I, I, I had to put him out there. I mean, I know it's a hot take that he's number four yeah, in, 20, yeah, in the twenty-one list. Take. But but we but both agree. But we both. I mean, you said Ronaldinho at five, right? So we both agree that Ramos over Ronaldinho. So like that's yeah. the thing we have in common. Yeah. Okay. What the fuck? Yes. Okay. I and agree. I just bro. wanted to admit it. Man. I appreciate it. I appreciate that. 
great. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that crazy of a thing to put Ramos up there if you if you look well, at football like in an objective way, you know, like if you put positions yeah. aside, entertainment aside, just accolades what they've done and how they exceeded what they were uh, what they were expected to do, you know, I mean, it's, did everything. It's fair to assume that if you add um, entertainment to the equation, it almost actually wins. Yeah, he would still be there. Yeah, like yeah, I mean, bro, the, the dude was the funnest. Can we say the most skillful center back of like of, of the big center backs we've had this century? Bro, I mean, a hundred percent. Like he was how, skilled how as not. fuck. Like I mean, dude was played right back at first. But like I look at, so we have Bonucci, who's a great passer. Mm. Beyond that. Most of the great center backs we've still. had in the 2010s are just meatheads. Like, think about it. He could, he could, was a meathead. I mean, if, Chiellini was a meathead. Ribali uh, is a meathead. Um, Vidic. Vidic is basically a mobster. A Range Rover, bro. <laughs> he's, exactly. He's just he's a criminal on the field. Okay? Yeah. Uh, who else was great? Van Dijk is... I guess the closest thing. Rio. Rio. I think Rio is the closest thing no, no, in my Rio, opinion. And he's not in my list for some reason. Yeah. Rio, because Rio also, um, Rio didn't win as much and didn't get recognized as well as Ramos. Like Rio won oh, yeah, a lot, okay. but like, mm. he didn't win the Champions League four times, three times as captain, right? Yep. He yep. was kind of getting old. I mean, who, who, who did, I mean, who can you say did that as a center back other than him and Varando? Exactly. Together. Exactly. Yeah. And so, I think I think Ramos is great. And the thing about Ramos is that over the last ten years, I never thought there was one particular year where he was clearly the best center back in the world. But he was always in the conversation as the best. Like I can go back. I think I okay. I can go back in time right now, and off the top of my head, 2013, I thought Ramos was actually the best. 2014, the best center back in the world. To me, wait, who won in 2013? Champions, okay. Compagnie, 2013, that was Vincent Compagnie. He had a monster year. I think his game mm. against Barcelona, where they lost 2-1 in the Camp Nou, I thought he was a, he was a god. Like, he mm. just ruined Messi. I thought he was great. Compagnie, 2013-2014, that year they won. 2014-2015, the best center-back in the world must have been... Ramos I mean, Ramos was injured. Sure. I mean, Ramos was injured, but like still, I think no, no, no. 2014-2015, I'd give it to Bonucci. Bonucci, they went to the Champions League mm. final. He had a great mm. year. 2016, Botang, for sure. Botang had a monster year that year. And the Euro was great, too. Then, I'd argue 2017, Ram- Ramos, yeah. For 2018-19, sure. I'd give it to Van Dijk. 2018-19, maybe Koulibaly. 2017-18 Van Dijk. 20, for the last three years, no. Van Dijk, maybe. 2018-2019 Van Dijk. And 2020-2021, Harry Maguire. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck okay, up. Bro. Okay. Like, honestly, also a guy who could totally be on the list of the best centre-backs, but just under-delivered, Varane. Varane, bro, for sure. Bro, exactly, man. Two years ago, I'd say that he would pass everyone, bro, with what he's done. But, like, in the past two years, he's been very average, bro. I don't get bro, it. Bro, I look, at, I look at Varane and I... So, basically... What I'm happened, gonna, bro? I mean, I'm, I'm not he gonna, won I'm not gonna... the Champions League four times. He won the World Cup. Then what happened? I, I don't know. Like, I, I, when, I look, when I look back, like, I'm not going to say, oh, it was an oracle and I could guess the future, whatever. But, like, from a pretty early age... Around 2013, by the end of the 2013 season, I was like, 
okay, it's pretty clear who's going to win the World Cup in 2018, right? Like, it's mm. pretty clear. It's going to be mean, yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Like, that was when Pogba and Varane were are leading the charge. And I was like, it's clear that Pogba is Zidane and Varane is going to be Laurent Blanc. He's going to be the mm. captain, right? Of the team that's going to of the French team that's going to win the World Cup and Pogba is going to be the best player. And it's just too funny that I was right, but I was so wrong on so many levels. Someone named Mbappe came up. and Mbappe, bro. Up. Thomas Lemar, I didn't know who that guy was, but he killed. Uh, who else was great? Ousmane Dembele, didn't see that coming. Kisle Coman, I didn't see that. Like, they had so many new players. And, like, Pogba and Varane was went Kante, yeah, bro. under the nowhere. radar. But, like, Griezmann also. I was like, Griezmann, that's kind of an easy one to see, right? Mm. Since 2014, you could see that happening. Grisou at... Um, What, 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 what did he play at? Uh, Real Sociedad. Scored a hat-trick. Yeah. Real 4-3. They lost. I was like, yeah, okay. Griezmann, I can see that. But, like, so shocking that Varane should have been, like, I don't know, bro, the next great center-back for France. The And, next Ramos, basically, bro. He should have been. Yes, great. absolutely. And when he came into the scene in 2013, that year under Mourinho, as a 19-year-old, he was a killer. Like, he was, like, he, he was, like, the he first center-back that I saw that could stop That could stop Messi without like breaking his leg. And he was, I think, at the, I mean, for sure, one at this time, one of the best ball playing center backs we've seen. Exactly. At this but, time, when it was still and a bro, new and system. His speed, his speed. I remember the game he played. Varane played a game that I was like, that's the best center back in the world. And that was the first game home, you know, playing away at, against Atletico Madrid in the quarterfinal of the Champions League 2015. It finished nil nil. And then, Away, they played at the Bernabeu, the second leg, and they won 1-0. Chicharito uh, mm. scored the goal. But on the home, the, the game against Atleti, at Atleti, Varane played the game of his life, and he finished 0-0. And I remember that game, I was like, okay, this is his um, this is big break into like, okay, I'm big man on campus right now. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. the leader, not Ramos. And it just, he never delivered, and it's sad. So yeah, so long. Maybe he peaked. I think it's because he peaked too early, bro. He won yes. everything. Everything there is to win at twenty five. Yes, there's 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 a a sacrifice to be made when you when you eat this much, you get you, like you you don't feel hungry anymore. And mm. You lost that hunger, which is why football yep. is a cycle. Like you have great squads for years, and you're like, which is oh, why Liverpool gonna... are Liverpool are doing shit right now. It could be one of the issues. It could be one of the reasons, but it also it's just uh, at some point you look at a team that have been dominant for like four years and you're like, oh, this team's going to kill for like 20 years. And it's like, nah. Mm. Like, I remember in the middle of that Spain to 2008-2012, we didn't see it's never going to be over. But I was like, yeah. as soon as Brazil beat him in the 2013 thing, I, I was like, you could totally see it. And they go play against Netherlands and Chile in the World Cup. I'm like, bro, they can absolutely exit <laughs> out of the first round. It's so feasible. And they did, <laughs> like they did. Uh, it was it was crazy. So you know, it, shit happens in football. But I'm almost mm -hmm. at ten, so I yep. think that's fine. At nine, I got a player who already rated, so we can skip Buffon. Mm -hmm. Do you see why I have okay. him at nine? Yeah, yeah. I mean, for sure, I see why you have that number. I, I think mean, everything that Ramos says for for Real Madrid, Buffon is a, the same it. thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. My number nine, I think, is higher in your list. 
I'm not sure how high he is in your list, but uh, it's Kaka. Ooh. Yeah, he is higher on my list. Mm. Is he much higher? I mean, we're at nine now, so he can't get that much higher. Right? Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. Significantly higher, yes. So, I mean, do you want to do the introduction for like Kaka's Hall of Fame Ka- ceremony? Okay, so I mean, Kaka break broke into the scene in the early two thousands. He, I mean, I think in my opinion, he changed what a number ten is in football. He completely revolutionized so? the number ten position. I mean, a number ten. I mean, he's he was what six foot one. Six two. And yeah, he was pretty six tall. two. Six two fast as fuck boy. And his agility, yeah. bro, and his dribbling his and everything. Was he scary. was a goal scorer, bro. And he was a goal scorer, a playmaker. His vision was crazy. I mean, the only thing, the only reason why he's number nine and not number five is consistency, in my opinion, bro. If he didn't you, break I, his we, leg. Yeah, I mean that's I mean if Kaka never broke right, his so leg. I think we've had a very different Brazil team in 2014. Man, that goal against against Man United for Milan. I think One I think I honestly, you know, the funniest thing about that goal, it wasn't even close to being his best goal of that Champions League season. Yeah, I mean, have you seen his well, Celtic goal? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember that's one of my early early football memories. Is that at MCs we'd watch? Uh, they are. They would give us. They would give us the breakdown of some of the game. And Blas and Celtic played zero, played nil nil against Milan, and then they go play again, and it's nil nil, and they play extra mm. time. And at the end of extra time, dude runs the entire pitch, and just scores a wonder goal. Like I have, I have dumb memories from way back then that are like my OG football memories that people wouldn't care about. Like I remember uh, Sevilla Saracossa final of the European Cup. And I remember mm. a throw-in that the goalkeeper did that went the entire length of his side of the pitch. <laughs> what the fuck? And it led to a goal. Like, I remember weird moments from that 2006-2007 era. But, Kaka- but, bro, going back to Kaka, do you think this Kaka- is another... Uh, I mean, look, I love this guy, but do you think it's another example of uh, nostalgia playing a huge part? Because, I mean, do you think 10 years from now, when we compare Kaka and Kevin De Bruyne, for example... I mean, I, mean, I think, I think, a... I think, like, I think, okay, there are 21 players on this list, right? Let me tell you how many players I would take in their prime over Kevin De Bruyne in his prime. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There are like nine players I take over Kevin De Bruyne in those 21. Just, which is very good. Like Kevin De Bruyne is one of the best players I've ever seen. Like I, uh, his 2017-2018 season, I thought was one of the five best seasons I've ever seen from a player in the Premier League. Like that's Man, what as it's what as 2014 level his 2017-2018 mm. season out. Kevin De Bruyne is Kevin De Bruyne. The way I define Kevin De Bruyne in terms of football player, I'm like if I I shoot a video of a of a of a play, there is a play, and I'm watching and then i pause it when kevin de bruyne has the ball and i'm like let me analyze this the best thing he could do would be to do this move right instead of this or he'll that. do it and then he'll i'll play it, it. he's gonna do that or even better like yeah. he gets yeah. every shot uh, he plays is on target his free kicks are always close to being scored his passes are crisp and there's one thing I, I don't know i don't know how to explain but he runs in a powerful way mm, he's, he's like he's robust. a powerful runner 
Yeah, yeah, thick and chunky, bro. Like, <laughs> like I wouldn't want to be in front of Kevin De Bruyne when he's running on counterattack. Like, I know I can't stop. Him. You know, bro, I'd say he's the he's the only world class player in that city team. World class. No, no, player. no. I would say I would world say on, class. I would say, okay, you're gonna hate me for this one, but I would still, if I look at world classes like top three, top four in their position in the world, Cal Walker. Cal Walker. We don't have many right backs in the world that are really that good. Kipier mm, hasn't okay, been that great. Bro, I mean, Cal Walker's not really starting for them. He's not really starting for them. Automatically a world class player. Riyad Mahrez, if you plug him in any team that actually needs one, he he's like Real Riyad Mahrez could play. No, but let's talk bro world class, like the definition. Like the, yeah, I look at definition of world class and I'm like, yeah, yeah, Riyad Mahrez could play for Barcelona. Riyad Mahrez would be a starter at Barcelona. Right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. He you wouldn't start for a lot of teams, though. For no, he would start Liverpool. Every he, wouldn't team, start Liverpool. he would start for every team not named Liverpool, and that's because they have Salah and Mane, and Sane. Sorry, mm-hmm. no Mane. What the fuck am I saying? Yeah, yeah. he would start. Riyad Mahrez would start for Bayern. I would, if I had him at Bayern, I would play him in front of. Okay, but that Sane. doesn't mean, bro, because there aren't a lot of world class right winger these days that doesn't mean he's no, a there world, are enough there are enough world class world class talent bro world class like when you think of yeah he I would go into Riyad, any yeah. team in any era bro any i era. know i know and riyad mahrez would to- i have that high of a regard for that guy riyad mahrez would totally do it you know you want to know who's also world class um bernardo silva bernardo silva's world class yeah but I mean, if I if I had to pick one guy who's definitely world class, it's are you saying yeah, the best player, the clearly the talisman of the team is Kevin De Clearly, bro, clearly. by far, by like, far. Like they have, Man City have a lot of nine out of ten, but he's the cleanest ten out of ten you'll ever see. In and look, a lot of people are comparing Bruno to him, and I love Bruno. I die for this guy, but let's calm let's down for a second, like, man. Yeah, let's be let's real. calm down. Kevin De Bruyne, Kevin De Bruyne, I've been arguing that Kevin De Bruyne is the best player in the world for the last three years, him and Sadio Mane. I've been arguing that these mm. are the two best players in the world. And honestly, I can make a case for both of them. I can make a case for Sadio Mane and Kevin De Bruyne for being the, clearly the best two players in the world right now. Like you watch a game, I take them over Messi, I take them over Ronaldo, I take them over anybody. That's how much I love them. I love these two players so much. Because they... they the way I would like the way in my vision of perfect football is how these two play. Like I, I'm with you in the KDB point, but this season, Mane, I'm not. Okay, this season. You're talking about saying, the past two seasons, yeah, probably. Take take a look at so what year did Salah score 32? That was his first year, 2017, 2018. 20, look at the year. Yeah. Okay, look at the year after where they pushed Man City to the title. Hmm. And look at Mane that year. And tell me that wasn't one of the best play, one of the best players you've seen in your life. In no, for sure, season. for like, sure, bro. Like the dude was unstoppable. His back heel against Hull City, I think, mm. or Norwich. I forgot. Was this the season where he scored against Bayern, where Liverpool yes. won? Liverpool yes, was, yes, yeah, yes, bro, yes. That game at the Allianz, he was crazy. Yeah, he dominated. Crazy. Dominated. I've, I haven't seen Bayern get thrashed like that since what 2014. Or something like that. Yeah. Even then, it wasn't. It was a wake-up call, bro. In a way, to, uh, for sure, for sure, it was the best thing that ever happened to Bayern. Because like mm-hmm. they had to. After that, they looked at Kovac and they're like, "Nah, bro, you gotta fuck off." But anyway, so Kaká, you, when you said he revolutionized the game, I'm, I completely agree with you. You say in ten years' time, will they look back and say Kevin De Bruyne over Kaká? I think in ten years' time, argument is that they'll look back and they'll take Kevin De Bruyne over most players ever, right? Yeah, they're exactly. like, bro, look at how modern he is, right? You can't, mm. you can't, like he's got the, 
He's got everything. He's got, that's the thing with modern football is turning positionless. You have to be A-plus at a lot of things. You can't be a specialist. That's what I said before. Mm. And Kevin De Bruyne is not a specialist. He's just A-plus. If you need attack, just attack Kevin De Bruyne. That's, that's all I need. Give me Kevin De Bruyne and three good runners, and I might, and I might do something. Like, that's how good he is. You can build an yeah. entire team around that guy in any league. You're like, oh, is he, is he fit for, like, the physical Premier League game? Yes. Is he fit for, like, the, the super tight, no space Serie, uh, La Liga game? Yes. Is he good for the tactical defensive masterclass of the Serie A? Yes. He could play anywhere on any team. Like, I know facts, by the way. A lot of players always under-deliver when they play for the national teams. I look at a player and I'm like, there's no fucking way he will ever dip and play no matter who he plays for. It's De Bruyne. Like, I look at him exactly. at Belgium, I'm like, he, he's still the same player. He's still all-time great. He's really, really is. Like, for the last five years, De Bruyne's been on an all-time great path. And, I mean, it, it wasn't gradual, bro, to be honest. From think, out of nowhere, because he, no. he started off really... Bro, no, at the beginning, he was, like, everyone making fun of Mourinho, how did he sell him? Bro, he, was, he wasn't that good at Chelsea, man, let's be honest. I think, no, no, I don't think he, was, he wasn't that good at Chelsea. I just think he was way too young and he was... And they didn't give him the right chances because the second he goes to, to Wolfsburg, he dominates. He was, oh, okay, bro. He won dominates. player of the year. I mean, he won player of the year. Okay, but still, bro, a lot of Germany. Players, they won. Bro, Wolfsburg. Okay. Wolfsburg, Kagawa won the player of the year, bro. He came bro, to United. Okay, 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 okay. But Kagawa but actually had a monster year. Like, you can't blame. Yeah, but you couldn't predict what De Bruyne is doing. There's no way, even if no, no, no. If you look, if you, no, no. I, I, I looked at his game in January when they beat Bayern four-one and he scored two goals. January 2015, and I was like, that's clearly gonna be one of the best players in the world. Like, there's like mm. Chelsea whiffed on that one. As soon as you, if if you watch that game now and you don't recognize De Bruyne how he is right now, something wrong. Because like yeah. they whiffed. You look at the goal he scored in the um, DFB Pokal final against Dortmund. They won 3-1. Clearly whiff, bro. He was that great. I think he assisted like 22 times and scored 17 goals in the Bundesliga or something that year. Like, he was ridiculous. There was this guy, Bas Dost. Do you remember when Bas Dost had like two months of hype and scored like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro. They were all assisted by De Bruyne. Anyway, so... I think so. Kaka De Bruyne, I can't like. I think it's unfair to Kaka. But any other player would have given me. I'd say no. Nah, I'd still pick Kaka, even in ten years' time, yeah. with hindsight and everything. When you say he revolutionized the game, I 100% agree with you, in the sense that the number ten isn't what we look at now. Like it wasn't what it was. Number ten was he doesn't move. He's lazy. He mm. sits a little bit on the left of the midfield. He's generally left-footed. You give him the ball, and he, do, and he passes. He doesn't move, right? Mm -hmm. The first number 10 that kind of changed the game, and when I say number 10, not the number, I actually mean the position. Yeah, the position. The first yeah. number 10 to actually change the game, I said, no, give me the ball, and I'll move with it instead of passing, was Diego Maradona, rest in peace. For sure, okay? for sure. Because before that, you look at Platini, you look at old, old type number 10. Uh, the Fiorentina one, I, what's his name? Giancarlo Antonioni. That's what a number 10 was. It's Zico, give me the ball, I'll dish it out. Mm. Think if Xavi did less on the ground and more up high, like more long passes. 
That's what a number 10 was. It's, it's Ozil. Mm. Perfect. Ozil. Ozil is the Exactly. Or Schneider, for example. Yeah. Schneider, Zidane. They don't dribble. Then Kaká comes in and he's like, inst- the difference with Kaká compared to Maradona is Maradona will dribble in one square meter. Right? He'll dribble mm. three players. Right? Kaká, long legs. Kaká, bro, he pushes the ball. Kana, the same mm. way that Thierry Henry dribbles, is that he's not a good dribbler on in tight spaces. Now, give me space and I'll push the ball. He's a ball mm. pusher, I guess. And his, I mean, his speed was unreal. The dude was, he had the body of a sprinter, right? And he delivered like a sprinter. He was tall, thin, pretty strong though, and just pure sprint speed. His acceleration wasn't even that great. It was his sprint speed that was scary. He was also a great player. And that's, but that's, that's why he declined fast bro, because of his the best asset was his speed and that injury killed him yeah but also he had his vision was unreal his passing was out of this world i mean just a little bit to anyone who's never seen a kaka pass like if there is one pass i had to rewatch right now for the rest of my life it would be kaka's pass to the third goal against liverpool in istanbul like that pass, Jamie Carragher had no shot, bro. Tackle as much as you want. He was on the floor. Crespo just dinks it, and it's just too good. That pass was as perfect as a pass as you'll ever see, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, what's his name? Uh, what, what's the name of the goalkeeper for Netherlands in 2010 World Cup? He played for Fulham. Stecklenburg. Stecklenburg. Yeah, yeah, how he made a monster save in the World Cup 2010. To that curl, curl yeah. shot by Kaká. Like Kaká was a great goal scorer, a great passer, a great playmaker, and beyond all of that, he did all of that not only in a tough in a tough era, but he managed to combine all of his skills to be really. When I remember when we said Modric was the the guy who broke the Ronaldo and Messi duopoly. Mm. Kakao was, was the one who started. He was the best player in the world. Yeah. He, he combined all of his assets to be one of the few people that you can safely say in football history have won a title just by themselves. No, it's, it's crazy to think about it. But in this century, no player has, no, no midfielder has scored over seven goals in the, champ- in the Champions League except Arturo Vidal. Kaká mm. top-scored the league in the Champions League in 2007 with 10 goals, when 10 goals was like one of the highest tallies ever. This was pre-Messi, yeah. pre-Ronaldo explosion of scoring, right? Mm-hmm. The next year, Ronaldo wins the Ballon d'Or. He scored eight to win the Champions League. Kaká had 10 the year before as a midfielder. He made the difference. He won the, the thing by himself. He also was part of, like I said, the most loaded team ever, that early 2000s AC Milan. And so I think he's uh, – if, if I had to do you look think, – Do you think looking back that move to Real was, wasn't the move? No I, think, no, I think it was perfect. I think if he did not break his leg, it, it would have been uh, a really different history. I think, I think Kaká, the only thing that ruined Kaká was his injury. I don't think it was mm, – he didn't fit. Anything, anything else. I think mm. that would have – that changed football history. Kaká mm. playing completely – Bro, they don't need Ozil if they have Kaká. Like, if they, imagine Kaká and his prime dishing out to Cristiano Ronaldo. That's too good. That's way too good to think of, right? That's like 
you think Zidane and Phenomeno, if Phenomeno wasn't fat and was in his prime? Exactly. And you're like, yeah. bro, bro, that's weight. Like, it's a, it's a football. There's football. no way. It's like, it, it, you can't imagine how good it would be, right? We're like, Ronaldo scored 60 goals with Ozil and Benzema. Imagine if Kaká was healthy. Imagine, bro. He would break every record note to man. 80 goals in a year. He was man. that good. He was that good. And that's why I have him ranked way higher. I have him ranked mm-hmm. number five. He's my yeah. fifth player of the century. But you I put mean, him at what, number got, nine? The, yeah, number nine. At number nine, I'm going to skip mine. It's Buffon. So I said that yeah. already. But like, Kaka. Your number eight. Who's your number eight? Okay. I think I would rather you start with your number eight because I have a big point to make about my number eight. I think we have the same number eight. I'm not sure. Which one is it? Because my number eight, I didn't write anything because I knew you would want to talk about him. Is it Zidane? Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's great. So here's the thing about Zidane that needs to be said. When I made this list, my first, my initial thought when I made this list was, I have 21 players, but in reality, when I started this list, I knew I was going to have to remove a lot of people, right? I had to like take out at least, at least 30 names because I had an easy 50. Uh, in my head when I started making this list. But I knew one name for sure was going to define the entire list. And that was Zidane. Because when I made that list, I thought, in reality, it doesn't matter how good these dudes are because the way I'm going to rank is I'm going to put Zidane at one spot and then every player above him is the number of players I would take their entire career in the 2000s over Zidane for six years. And everyone under him, I'd take six years of Zidane over whatever they did in their entire career. As much as I love Buffon, Ramos, Pirlo, Schwein, Ibra, Lampard, Gerard, Dani, Alves, Dani Alves, Eto, Modric, Ronaldinho, Totti, Puyol, Zidane only played six years. In the 2000s, I'd take six years of Zidane over whatever these dudes got. Okay? Mm-hmm. You have no idea how much we revere this dude in my house. Okay? He's like, He's everything good about football. People talk about... So, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a realist about football. I don't care about flair or whatever. But what I care about is class, right? I care about, like, looking at a player and be like, this guy gets football. Like, he gets it. I like Kevin De Bruyne. Like, Kevin De Bruyne, you look at him, you're like, he understands the schematics. He knows how to play the game. Zidane knew how to play the game better than everyone. To me, the sexiest thing you could do in football is a monstrous first touch. Right, and no player in football history, besides Dennis Bergkamp, had a nicer first touch than than Zidane. Mm-hmm. It was the first touch. Oh my God! One time, Fabien Barthez tossed this ball when they were playing for the French national team, and it reached Zidane at like peak velocity in the air, 50 meters traveling, and he basically back heels it as a first touch to just dribble past the player. And I was like, oh, that's, that's too much. That's too good. That's too good. Like, I'm finna bust. That's way too nice. Yeah, that should not be legal. Players, when you talk about players that could fit him into any era, bro. Zidane, man. Fucking Zidane. Just the nicest, nicest. And he's Arab, bro. He's bro, Arab. bro, Zidane being <laughs> Arab is like the pride of an entire race. Of Whoa, an entire bro. ethnicity, right? 
Like we all rallied for it. It's a funny thing because I was more into French culture as a kid because I did. I, I was raised in Tunisia until 2008, and then I went to France. And then, wow, went to France, went to Abu Dhabi, <laughs> and then from Abu Dhabi went to London. But the thing is, because of that, I was like really into MCs, WNF, Tefan. I was really into French culture, which then going into Abu Dhabi, not a lot of people were into that growing up. They were more into like, oh, Disney Channel, and I don't know, whatever mm. the fuck you guys watch. It was like, anyway, <laughs> incomparable. And so, as a kid, like I know facts. When, when Zidane scored those two goals to end, the, to basically win the World Cup in 98, and I know it's not part of this. Fuck that, bro. Fuck that. Zidane, let's talk about everything, bro. Yeah. When, when Zidane scored those two goals, I know it sounds like a meme, but he ended racism in France for like eight years, right? Like <laughs> the integration of Arabs. In French culture, bro, 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 he got, bro. I, I know when they won the World Cup, Lac de Triomphe had like everybody rushed to it in a way they didn't since the liberation of France after in 1945 to celebrate that. Like, basically, the country was liberated. And so, the thing about France is bleu, blanc, rouge, right? Blue, mm. white, red. And they would all sing black, blanc, beurre, right? Which is, I mean, black, white, Arab. Like, mm. like peak inclusivity vibes, peak <laughs> integration. Like, bro, even the music industry in France shifted, right? Way more Arab tunes, way more Afrobeats. 20% of the lyrics are in Arabic now because of Zinedine, bro. Ryan Bichibach, different. Like, I'm telling you, the early 2000s R&B, R&B scene in France was way too Arab. Way too Arab, okay? And then he decided to headbutt Materazzi, and then it got racist real quick in France back again for Arabs. <laughs> like, the thing that kills me about it the most is that... Um, you know what, bro? I don't know if it's a controversial opinion, but for me, it's a beautiful ending, bro. To what? To his career. Oh, I love it. I love it. I think that's the best moment in sports history. I was talking oh, to Sam wow. last time and he's like, what's your top one moment of any sport? And I'm like, it's definitely the Zidane headbutt. That's the greatest mm. moment in the history of sports. Like, I don't care about no Muhammad Bro, Ali. Put any, Arab, put any Arab in this situation, you would have done the same thing, man. Bro, 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 put me in that situation. He was, he was Algerian. He was Algerian the for only, 30 seconds. It's, it's too funny. It's too funny that... <laughs> You know, he was Zidane the 90 minutes and then he became Zinedine <laughs> when, when Materazzi insulted him. <laughs> it's like we're playing a little different now, okay? So the thing, the thing uh, that kind of shocks me is that of all the people that would get it, my dad is the one person who was like, nah, he shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, bro, you don't get it. But my dad also has a different version to tell. He was like, you know what would have been more iconic? If Zidane would have looked at Materazzi and been like, Watch this. Then he goes, delivers. They win the World Cup. He's going to take the title as best player like, of the World Cup. He's going to lift the trophy. He was captain, whatever. And instead, if he would have been like, now fuck that, takes off his shirt. And he's like, now I'm leaving football anyway. We just, I just won the World Cup. Just wanted to prove that. And busts, caves Matarazzi's head in, in front of Seb Blatter, in front of everybody, in front of the entire FIFA. Like, it just caves his head in with the World Cup. You know, and I was like, "Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> that's cool." But like, 
I don't know. He just ended it on his own term. And so I love Yeah, exactly. Right? Like my way, again. Who did I say he did it his way? Uh, Ibrahimovic? Zidane was that before Ibra. Like he did it his own way. But bro, he had a temper. He got that a similar red card in 2000 against Hamburg in the Champions League group stage that basically cost him the Ballon d'Or. Because that year, he deserved it in 2000. Euro 2000, like, he, he should have gotten he should have gotten the, the Ballon d'Or, but they gave it to Luis Figo, who had a decent enough year, I guess. But, like, still. Mm. Like, Zidane was clearly the best player in the world. A um, couple of things about, beyond that, about Zidane. Yes, I said, yeah. It's funny how, like, he just ended racism for Arabs in France and then brought it back. Fact, Laurent Blanc, his teammate, as coach of the national team, I think four years later, after the fight with Anelka, was like, maybe we should start including quota for, like, you know, uh, players who are not really French, you know, like not yeah, white. Yeah, yeah. Like there should yeah. be a quota of black players in the academy, Arab players in the academy, which I get how awfully racist that is, but I've also seen that generation of Arab French football players and I totally see why he would be racist about them. Like as an Arab, bro, I look at Samir Nasri, Hatem Ben Arfa, and then you add like that, that class of 87, um, was too, was too bad, man. It's way, it's way too much talent for nothing. Jeremy Menez, Hatem Ben Arfa, Samir Nasri, Karim Benzema. And then you had Malouda, Anelka. Way too many problems in that squad. Way too much beef. And so, yeah, 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 Laurent sure. said that, which, by the way, would so not go as well as it did. Like, it was hated in France, but, like, now that's a canceled, cancelable thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's only fair to say that it should be cancelable. Like, what the fuck? But, yeah. Zidane bought us Arabs eight years of free time in France. And I love him for that. The thing about Zidane is that world football only makes sense money-wise when the best players, when, when, the, when the clear best player in the world is transferred for far and away the highest fee. Okay? Mm -hmm. If that does not happen... World football turns to shit, which is exactly what has been going through right now in terms of financing. It's one-upping each other for no reason whatsoever. You know why? Because who's the most expensive player in the world? Neymar. Is he clearly the best? No, he isn't. Nope. And so now you can justify, well, if I got Neymar for $224 million, I'm sure Mbappé could be worth 180 right? Whereas yep. before, it was clearly obvious. If you bought, who, who was it? I'll go real quick. Diego Maradona was clearly the best player in the world. Gets bought uh, to Barcelona, world record. Then he gets bought again mm. to Napoli, world record. Nobody beats that for a while. Then they beat that with, um, who was it? Jean-Pierre Papin for 10 minutes. No, Ruud Hollett. He wasn't the best player. He was, he was not the best player in the world at the time. It was still either Maradona or an up-and-coming Bombasta. But he was up there still. Like it's he was, still, it was still uh, the same way Neymar was up there when he was sold. Yeah, right? but not the same way that Coutinho went to... Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, I'm a... saying, so Ruud Hollett goes for $8 million. Then, because of that, mm. breaks the world transfer uh, uh, competition a little for like two years. Like for, in three months, they broke the world record three times. They went Ruud Hollett. No. And then like two years later, they did Jean-Pierre Papin, Gianluigi Lettini, Lothar Mateos or something like that. Then you have to wait a long time before the best player in the world gets transferred for the world record. Because in between, Alan Shearer beat it and then Ronaldo beats it for 17.5 million. That's the best player mm -hmm. in the world. But then they mm -hmm. break that with Danielson, 
Real Betis break that with Danielson with, for 22.5 million in 1998, and then it turns to shit. 22.5 million turn into 40 million by the next year because you're yeah. like, if Betis paid 22 for Danielson, I'm, I'm gonna pay 28 for Hernan Crespo, right? I'm mm-hmm. gonna pay 40 for uh, what's his name, Gasca Mendieta. I'm gonna pay 40 for Christian Vieri. Gonna pay 40 again for Hernan Crespo. Turns to shit. Finally, they get Zidane in 2001. They get him for 72, and everybody shuts the fuck up because exactly. the best player for the best price. They got Ronaldo winning a Ballon d'Or for 38 the next year. Um, Lilian Thuram went for like 32. Buffon went for 40. It's cap. Nobody's gonna nobody's gonna break Zidane's record unless he's for eight years. Yeah. Zidane level, right? Mm-hmm. So Ronaldo breaks it, and nobody tries to fuck with that for a while, actually. Mm. And then Bale breaks it. And then it just, it turns to shit again. Exactly. Like the only way for us to just calm down for a second now. It's for Mbappe to move for. It's for Mbappe or for Messi to move. If, yeah. if Messi moves, people will still shut up. If Mbappe moves, he's probably not the best player in the world now, but in two years time, he'll be. He will be for and sure. so yeah. people will shut up. You're like, if PSG bought, like if PSG sold this guy for 250 million, there's no way we're going to get to 125 for Coutinho. Or for Griezmann. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So yeah. that's one of the legacies of Zidane is that he made world football stable for like seven years, right? Mm-hmm. And then Cristiano continued that. Great player, great passer, all-time great. One of my five favorite players, five best players of all time would probably be one of my three favorite players of all time. Um, <clears throat> as impactful as any midfielder has ever been without scoring goal. And you got to say, when I mentioned Ronaldinho and that tremendous attacking squad, in 2006 Brazil, Zidane, when I mentioned a guy beat him by himself, Zidane beat him by himself. That's like one of the five best games a player has ever played in football. Mm-hmm. Also, go watch what he did in the semifinal. Go watch what he did against Spain. He carried a decrepit France team. Ribéry was kind of helping. Thierry Henry didn't do shit for that tournament except mm-hmm. for the goal against Brazil. But like, yeah, Zidane at 33-34 was the best player in the world and it wasn't even close. And I thought... I think the dude. Why, why did he retire? Stats. Why did he retire this early? Oh, because he just he had enough. Like he, he loves, like he loves, this yeah. is this isn't this isn't what it is now where athletes retire at forty. Back then, if you're thirty two, mm. you kind of pass you way past your prime. Like it's dead. Yep. And so. Right, I have a question. Yes, sir. As a manager, do you think he's good enough, or do you think he's been blessed with the, one think, of the greatest team we've ever seen? It, it, it's too funny because I think he was overrated as shit when he won the first three and now he's underrated as shit now because like they should not have won La Liga but that's like do you agree that he, he can't move to I don't know like a, a Man United and rebuild the team no no no, no. Zidane, Zidane is no like Zidane yeah, yeah. is only gonna it's, it's like Johan Cruyff Johan Cruyff only had mm. success with Barcelona Zidane's mm. only gonna have success and he's not he's he's one of the ten you could argue he can't he can go to a PSG, yeah, Juventus. PSG, but PSG, but I mean, PSG is like a cosmopolitan team. Plug you can any go decent to PSG. enough coach. Yeah, I can go to PSG exactly. and, win, and take them Champions League semifinal, bro. Like, it doesn't demand a lot of coaching. <laughs> it's for real. Like, PSG is just money, right? And it's just privilege. So just give them somebody who will garner enough respect and it's decent enough. Like, at the end of the day, exactly. you look at Neymar and Mbappé. Who are their best coaches, right? Who was Neymar's best coach? Luis Enrique? Like, that's not that great. So, yeah, yeah. So, like, you don't need, but like, 
he's probably one of the 10 most successful coaches in the world. I know a lot of coaches that have won less than him that would take over him. Of course. Facts, for most, most of them. I mean, facts, I would look at the 2018 or 2019. No, I would look at the 2019 season in, uh, in, in the Barclays Premier League, and there are like five coaches I pick in front of Zidane. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I take Guardiola. I take Mourinho for sure. I take Klopp for sure. I take uh, Pochettino, Pochettino. For sure. mm. And honestly, bro, I fucking take what's his face. I take Antonio Conte also. Antonio Conte is yeah, great. I mean, Nuno was great, but like, nah, I wouldn't take Nuno still. Like, I, t- I take, I take uh, Antonio Conte. Uh, I think Zidane, Zidane and Real Madrid, it's like Solskjaer and United. I mean, okay. Yeah, it's a match made in, in heaven. Higher, it's yeah, in a much yeah. higher scale for sure, winning the Champions League for fucking Also, times. also, but, but like, still. we got to give him respect for being like, one of the very few all-time, all-time greats who actually was good at, at coaching. Exactly. Like, I mean, and at, he's the only one at the top of my, at the top of my yeah, head. Maradona was like one. rated twice as the worst coach. Um, and he, was, he coached Argentina for a World Cup. That's way too funny to think about it. That Diego mm. Maradona coached Argentina Man. for a World Cup. Wow. And you wonder why they lost for, their, for one. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, who, else, who else was? Cruyff, uh, probably. Cruyff, yes, and that and Beckenbauer, I guess, because he won a champ- he won a Champions League and a World Cup uh, as coach. But those are the only yeah. two. Like Pele was whack, Eusebio was whack, Di Stefano was whack, and mm. uh, Ronaldo hasn't done shit so far. So yeah, those are the only <laughs> few. But anyway, Zidane number eight. Every player beyond him is now going to be a player that I would take their entire career over Zidane for six years. Any player under him, I would take Zidane six years over. I have more chances. Who's your number seven? seven? My number seven is Rooney. All right. Yeah, I mean, we already talked about him. I'll put him up there, to be honest. He's too low on my list. Yeah. Wayne Rooney is too good. Uh, I think we can mm. skip this one. At six, who you got? No, wait, wait, wait. At, you didn't do seven. At seven, I think my seven is your six. I'm almost 100% sure. My seven is Xavi. Yeah, actually, my, I was going to go fast. Yeah, my, my, my six is Xavi. Mm. So, mm. you want let, to... I'll let you, I'll let you start. Okay, um, in my opinion, the best, is it the best? I mean, I think it's between him and Pirlo in terms of the best midfielders, in terms of controlling the tempo of a football game. I've never seen someone do it as good as him, maybe Pirlo, but I mean, I've seen Xavi more than Pirlo in his prime. Like that 2008 onto 2013-14 era, he was amazing, bro. I've looked up, like, just to refresh my memory, I've seen some of... of uh, I mean, that game against PSG in 2013, 100% pass accuracy, bro. Man, 96 passes, 100% pass accuracy. Yeah, no, no, no. And in the same, in the same season, in the same season, he completed 1,000 passes in the Champions League. And the second, the second one in that uh, statistics is 500 passes. Like, the one passed 500, he took it to 1,000. What the fuck? Yeah, he was, he was, he was way too, he was, he made, Xavi made passing completion percentage a stat football fans look at, whereas before nobody would ever think of that. Do you think he would have had a Ballon d'Or if uh, Messi and Ronaldo weren't uh, playing, or is there that one player, the other Spanish midfielder that, uh, yeah. I think, I think, okay, if Messi and Ronaldo never played, Xavi would have never mattered that much, I think. I, uh, mm. like. You you you, Messi, think, you mean, have yeah, yeah you have to think about it for a second, and you have to imagine that prior to 
what's his face? Prior to Guardiola coming in 2008, Xavi was barely a starter. Like Deco was the dude at Barcelona. He was the, the, the midfielder at Barcelona. He, it wasn't Xavi. Iniesta was a bench player, right? And he wasn't particularly young. Like Xavi was born in 1980. So like Xavi started his prime in, as a 28-year-old. That's unheard of, right? And you also have to factor in that the reason why I have Xavi at six and Kaká at five is that I've seen both from 20 to 28. And Kaká, was, it was, there was no argument to be made who would you rather have. So, like, I look at him from a – if I looked at Xavi, if I started watching football in 2008, I think Xavi is the best player to ever play the game. Like, I could totally make that argument. But I've seen football before, and I've seen what Xavi was. And Xavi was just Guardiola. Like, Pep Guardiola was the same they – were, they were the same players, right? And so Pep Guardiola just basically told Xavi, just keep on doing what, I've, what I was doing, and I taught you early days when Guardiola was captain of Barcelona when Xavi was young. Just keep on doing that. Like, I don't know. Without Messi, Xavi wouldn't have had that, that thing. But Xavi was also, when you think Spain, that just that dominant Spanish team, more than any player, you think Xavi. Like, Xavi was the best player on the most dominant national team, right? Like, would, would that be fair to say? Yeah, for sure, bro. I mean, that team was full of talent. That Barca team and that Spain team, but he's up there for sure. Um, do you like, think who, he would have succeeded? Who's the, in a... name, who's the first name you think of when you think of that dominant Spanish team? I mean, it's Xavi and someone else that we didn't mention. That, yeah, but it, but but Xavi is up there, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that... Do you think Do you think he would have he would have um, been that good or? that much of a legend if it was in another team or another system? No, not at all. Like, I've seen him in another system. He was an average midfielder. He was less than Deco. And so, yeah, uh, he, he's the... Okay. Here's a statement. Xavi is the greatest system player in the history of football. He's the greatest system player to ever play the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that, to be honest. And he won, and he played long enough for him to warrant... That place, you have him at seven, I have him at six. But the mm. players above, this is where it gets... Like, my top five is clearly, clearly the five most talented and the five best players of the century, right? And so, Xavi yep. basically makes... to the, the, Like, six is the highest spot I could possibly give Xavi. And for you, it's seven. Because you also if you had to do a if you had to do a team an eleven of the twenty first century would Xavi be in? Because I'm thinking about it now. I, I'm not sure if Xavi would be in mine, bro. Even though he's that high in my list. If I'm making like a world eleven type shit, or I'm actually building a team to win, like it has to be balanced. No, no. I mean, yeah, of course it it has to be balanced, but like, like if I had to pick my 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 playmaker, my number eight, the one who sits in front of the CDM, the ones who's going to sit in front of, uh, I don't know. But I mean, if I had to pick someone, it would be, it would be Pirlo ahead of him, even though he's lower in that list. I'd pick Pirlo ahead of him. I would actually, Sorry. I don't think, I don't think Pirlo would be, because if I'm going to build a midfield for the three to shine, because they're so great, Zidane, Zidane or Kaká for the 10, mm. Mm. 
And then oh, this is gonna this is gonna sound real bad, but like Bastian Schweinsteiger. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it's just if you've ever seen this dude play, you know, as a central defensive midfielder, it cannot get better than this. Like as a, it's Marco Verratti. Like ah uh, man, I think I it's pick, a stretch. I think I would pick peak Marco Verratti That's, because well, Verratti. The thing, the thing Verratti has is that as he's the best passer at CDM. Like he, because. That's the thing about that. He's a true CDM. He takes the ball away. His main role is take the ball. Bro, the only thing, the only thing is that I'd never put a player who had most of his footballing career at PSG because yeah, that's that's. that's I think also, that's on, that's unfair, bro. I've seen him in the Champions League and I've seen how good he is. Yeah, for sure. I mean, eight so, games a year, bro. But like, still, he's still he was clearly up there. So I think like he's the best passing, creative player at a defensive midfielder position I've seen in a long time. And mm. then you can argue Mother Iniesta. Mm. So Kakazi yeah. had Mother Iniesta, and then I'd probably take Marco Verratti. Maybe I Angolo think Busquets, Kante. to be honest. Maybe Busquets Angolo, or Kante, Angolo yeah. Because that's the thing. I don't need any of those Barca-type hold the ball. Yeah, because they're system players, bro. You can't... Because yeah. like, I'm like, I'm building the, 11, the best team out of 11 players. I'm picking the best raw talent that I can plug anywhere. Mm. Like, you can plug mm. Kakazi down anywhere. You can plug Iniesta and... You could plug... Yeah, facts, you could plug Iniesta everywhere. That's the difference between him and Xavi. You could plug yeah. Modric everywhere. You could plug Verratti and N'Golo Kante everywhere. And, like, I know it sounds biased towards the more recent players, but modern, the modern players have been great. It's just that they haven't had enough time to build a legacy. Like, look at Marco and N'Golo Kante and tell me why you think Claude Makelele is so much better. Like, just watch N'Golo Kante play and tell me what Claude Makelele is better at. Except... Yeah, game. man. Exactly. I see what you mean, bro. So, yeah. Like, I'm, 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 like, I would so admit, like, I would look at a, at a player who plays this year and I'm like, yeah, that's one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'm not going to wait oh, till he has a legacy. I just, I can't put him mm. in an all-time ranking. But I can yeah. really, I can look at Suarez right now and be like, yeah, Suarez, I would take Suarez over most of the great, great strikers. I don't need him to finish his career and wait 10 years to say that. Yeah, I mean, if you look at our, our list, I think there's like maximum four players that are still playing. Bro. Yeah. But I mean, that, yeah, that's, why, that's why 10 years Ten years from now, I think the entire list changes. In 10 years, in 10 years I'm, I can switch it. In 10 years, Mbappe is in. Maybe Haaland's like, in. Mm, Maybe mm. Lewandowski. De Bruyne like, is in. For sure. De Bruyne is in guarantee. Maybe Salah mm. or, or Mane. Maybe both, actually. Mm. Van Dijk. Maybe Van Dijk. Ramos, you never know. Mm. Who else we got that's great? Who else we got that's great? Sterling could, could make a push for it, but it's unlikely that he breaks this. Um, who, else, who, else, who else is going through... Who, who else is like having one of... I think Aguero, if you look back... Uh, I don't know. I don't know about Aguero because I don't know Suarez would make it anyway. So if Suarez doesn't make it, I don't know about that. But like, I mean, if Varane has a resurgence of some kind, yeah, it's gonna be tough for Varane. It's gonna be tough. I feel like Van Dijk is is higher than Varane now in the all-time rankings of center backs already. Mm. Even though Mm. Varane was exposed much longer than than Van Dijk. But like, I don't know, man. Um, It's probably someone out there, Bonucci. 
haven't named maybe. Uh, I'll look at, uh, we got, do we have any other player right now that you could think could actually make a run for the top 21 beyond those we named? Uh, I mean, someone I named that you didn't, Neymar probably, yeah. Neymar. Chagua when he retires, Cantana, maybe. If Thiago Alcantara has any type of success at Liverpool the same way he got at Bayern. It doesn't, it doesn't look like it, but it doesn't, it doesn't look, look like, like it. it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, If he has mm. anything close to that, because me personally, I'll take Thiago Alcantara over Xavi any day. I think Thiago Alcantara is a better player than Xavi. You watch, yeah. you watch Xavi play. You watch Iniesta play. You're like, what would be the... Like, if those two some way could have a kid, what would he look like? It's Thiago Alcantara as a player. Mm-hmm. What a dumb mistake to sell him, man. But, like, for Barca yeah, I, to sell him, I mean, look, they, it's lost, up, it's they, up lost, they lost their future. When they, lost, when they mm-hmm. sold him to Bayern, they lost their future. Yep. And, but now, I guess, he's getting experience. And, bro, I'll be honest. If he came to United, he would be a perfect fit. I think that move to Liverpool... I'm, it's not because I'm a United fan, but just the way he transitions from the back to front... In a counter-attacking, in a counter-attacking team, he would be he would be lethal, bro. In my opinion, bro, him, him, and Bruno Fernandes would be would be actually would him, actually bro. give a chance to Man United to win the title. Him and Bruno and Pogba, it's too, bro, no balance. <laughs> Fuck that, bro. You think we have balance now, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, Van de Beek, what's it, is it, no, Van de, what's the name? Van de Van de Vibe. <laughs> for sure what a dumb what a dumb way to buy players but anyway uh, so you had Xavi at 6 at 7 Adam at 6 mm-hmm. good for Xavi yep okay at 6 who you got at 6 I think he's your 5 or your 4 it's a Henry. yeah he's my 4 that's when yeah. I was talking, when you said that Ramos at four, I was like, "Ah, uh, yeah." <laughs> I was like, "Bro, watch! Did you ever watch Henri and Ramos play? Like, have you ever seen anything of those two? He was at Barcelona. He they also played in the Champions League when Arsenal became the first team to win the first thing. I mean, team look, different, different primes, bro. Different time of their lives, you know. Henri was at the top of fucking game, man. Henri at Barcelona was on the. Like he was on Oh the, no, yeah, for sure. For sure. He was on the decline, but he was still Yeah, well go watch Henry, go watch bro. go watch that Xavi pass when Henri scores the first goal for the six two and go watch how bro <laughs> he sends Ramos to sleep, bro. Like I'm sorry, but like Ramos way too funny when, when, when he plays against Henri. There is nothing he can do. That pace, that power. But okay, you got Henri. I mean, the same could be said about a lot of defenders when they play against Henri, man. This guy, edit, man. Could you say, could guy. you say he's the scariest player to ever play in the Premier League? Like when I, bro, Ronaldo. when when I look at the interviews, I mean, of the Premier League legends like John Terry, Carragher, Rio, they all say Henri. All of them say Henri, bro. And they played against the toughest era in Premier League, bro. Against the toughest toughest strikers, and they all say Thierry Henri. He, bro, he was just, he was unpredictable, which is what made him different. And he was way too fast. Way too, too fast, fast and too big and too powerful. He would go from the left, from the right, from the, it doesn't matter, man. He was, yeah. he was Carragher, the line he always keeps saying is like, there is no worse position in world football than playing right back against that Arsenal team. Mm. It's like, because Henri always loved, because Henri started as a left winger, so he always loved to drift on the left. And so you have to deal with Ashley Cole, Robert Pires, 
Man. And Thierry Henry. Like, Erger was... A, Bro, fuck that, man. I would so not want to be part of that. Like, I would so I'm not injured, want... bro. I'm injured in that game. I'm playing. Bro, like, you right talk back. about players, like, you know, getting up for the big games. No, bro, I'm going to sleep. Please, cash that. Fuck games, that, bro. bro. Fuck that big game, bro. I'm playing FIFA. <laughs> no fucking way. Imagine I can deal with that. Like, I know I'm not the fastest dude around. So, like, when I, play, when I used to play football, I know what it feels like to play against the guy who you know could smoke you. And track mm. right of like they could just push the ball and just sprint and there's nothing you can do no skill about it and that's the scariest thing the scariest thing in football i keep telling it like i was talking to a couple of friends i was like oh but this guy's more skilled they're talking hala than bape and i was like i think mbappe every day because bro speed is the scariest thing in football speed can mm. change an entire tactic for a manager playing defense because exactly. you're like i have to play against that space that pace Different. And it, it only takes one time for him to, to get past the defender. Like. Yeah, bro. Like, look at Gareth Bale changed Mykon's career forever because he decided mm. to be faster than him. <laughs> he just speed. <laughs> three times. Three, the same move. He just pushed the ball three times in the same game. Mykon could do nothing. <laughs> the guy was... The guy was, was the like, most off. He was compromised, bro. He was like, fuck it. <laughs> bro. Speed. That's it. Speed. Mike on the year before won, was the best right back in the world. He, won, he beat Dani Alves for the starting position for the Brazil national team at the World Cup. And then Gareth Bale decided to like... <laughs> too fast. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing he could do. Right? That's how yeah, dangerous yeah, yeah. speed is. Look at what Mark Bartra has been doing since Bale outfaced him. <laughs> I haven't seen Mark Bartra in seven years. Like, for real. When's the last time you've heard of Mark Bartra, bro? Seriously, bro. Yeah, ever since Bale outpaced him, that's it. Bro, Bale with his pace ended people. Um, I swear, man. Yeah. yeah and yeah. With, with his shots, too, bro. That fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I even forgot this guy's name, the keeper at Liverpool in that final. Um, Carius. Carius, bro. <laughs> Bro, just thinking about some names in word football just make make it like oh. you remember an OG OG meme uh, of uh, early 2010s football, Nicholas Bentner. Yeah, bro, that fucking meme, bro. Fuck that meme. Bro. <laughs> they ran it to the fucking ground. Bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they just they milked it more than anything. That Bentner and he wasn't was that bad, bad, bro. He wasn't <laughs> that bad. He was. <laughs> he was just always he was injured. Number nine. Yeah, he was, he was decent. It just he wasn't yeah. lucky. And they just I mean, start yeah. calling him a goat to like certain, like as a satire, and it's just too bad. Mm. But like, yeah, speed. Did you know that the same thing is happening with Umtiti for some reason? There's but a running joke Umtiti. in football pages, bro. I know, but there's a running joke in football pages. Oh, Umtiti goat, goat, like the Bentner joke, and I don't get it, bro. He's, 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 he's a great player, bro. Yeah, he's exactly. Decent. I mean, he's okay. I don't know what it is, like, bro. People, people love to bash some athletes so randomly by the way like some people i look at some athletes that are loved by media and i look at some that are hated by media i'm like how would you hate them jesse lingard we no one ever said young talent at 25 but they just took the joke and fuck it they no, ran i think i think no i think it was ferguson who actually said like this guy in a couple okay, of years bro one of the when best. ferguson t- said that he was 21 he was actually 21 he's not 21 okay. anymore why okay but because like <laughs> You, it's it's probably United fans on on social media just defending him. It's like, yeah, bro, he's gonna 
Because basically, because Ferguson was like, you guys buy, in, buy into the hype. This guy's going to be great in three years. And then three years mm. later, it was the same place that when Ferguson said, yeah, it's going to be great. Like he didn't advance. And so we're like, okay, let's wait an extra three years, bro. <laughs> and so we've all been waiting. One thing no, about Lingard, bro, he backed, him, bro, he backed the baddest yep. girlfriend of any football player. And mm-hmm. I don't know how... She, you know Jenna Frooms right now she's dating what's his face Jason Derulo Jason De, what Jason Derulo yeah from Jesse Lingard to Jason Derulo like bro what up but like yeah how did he get and but and he cheated on her and you're like well Jesse Lingard you can't start like you don't look that yeah great, bro bro. <laughs> bro I mean come on that's anyway Thierry bro Thierry Thierry yeah yeah Thierry speed like as 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 a striker. Way too much pace. Clinical and, and finisher. That's, that's not even his top attribute, bro. And he was so fast. And that's not even what you remember him for. That's crazy, man. Yeah, he had a monstrous shot. He was such a smart player, by the way. You look at him talk right now, and you're like, that's a smart-ass dude, right? Like, he's mm. intellectual, man. And I would watch his, his conversation with Lukaku when they're talking about football. And Lukaku said, like, there is no guy who's more obsessed football than Thierry Henry like Lukaku thinks mm. he's pretty obsessed himself and he's like I text because Henry was like the assistant coach <coughs> for the Belgian national team so that's how they have a mm. connection so Lukaku mm. texts him like you have you seen this like second division game of the, the the I don't know the Swiss league whatever and Henry would be like are you dumb of course I've seen it what do you think you are right and I'm like that's obsessed like that's I, I've seen a, an episode of LeBron on the shop on the barber shop when he was like yeah, I watched a D2 co- college basketball team yesterday. Like, that was my night. I watched a game of Division II college mm. basketball. LeBron James, you know? And I was like, that's exactly why LeBron is maybe one, of, maybe the GOAT or maybe the second uh, mm. best player of all time. But, like, that's the kind of dedication. I look at Thierry Henry and I'm like, that's exactly it, right? Like, Thierry Henry... Do you think, do you think he would be a good... I think he would be. Do you think he would be a good manager? He has the, all the attributes. To I, don't, I don't think I don't think Chelsea would be that great because, in general, great talent cannot great cannot coach average. Talent. No, I mean looking at looking at okay at Monaco things didn't go well, but you can't really blame him for. But for that's what I'm this. saying. Like if 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 you give him a PSG, I think he, he can run it because like because mm. because he's linked he's linked to a couple of jobs in England. Yeah, because like, the thing is like of... nobody will disrespect Thierry Henry because they mm. know who he is, but. Generally speaking, the reason why great athletes don't turn into great coaches is because they, everything is Expect. so simple for them. Exactly. Right? So exactly. they don't understand how to relate to a player. Mm. Like, why can't you make that cut at that time, you know? Why can't Cause you Because you're throw? Thierry Henry, bro. That's like, why he can't. Because like, you're Bro, why don't you just, like, outspeed him? You're like, we don't all have your pace. <laughs> we were never born. We're nobody, like, no striker ever in Premier League history was blessed with that. Not even Jamie Vardy. Mm-hmm. Like, Jamie Vardy's fast, but centre-backs are also fast now, okay? Mm. Back in the day, <laughs> bro, back in Man. the day, Rio Ferdinand, Jamie Carragher, where they get Smoked. 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 Sergio Ramos, best defender of the century. Bro, I've seen them play. I've seen exactly what happened. And so, I think, to, for me, Thierry Henry is number four. I think he's had one of the best seasons we've ever had. Um, in the 2003-2004 Invincible one, talisman vibes. And I also Would he be your striker in the all-time Premier League team? 
for sure. There is no question about it. As a matter of fact, I was talking to my dad. I was like, if I make an 11 11 dollar, he's mm. uh, uh, he's 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 absolutely uh, in it. Like he's absolutely my striker. Of. Like when I'm making my attack. Onzdor worldwide. You mean not Premier League? Yeah, 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 yeah. Eleven. So he's so he's twenty first century. Twenty first century. Yes. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was about to bring up. No, 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 no. Onzdor twenty first century. The attack to me is Messi Ronaldo Thierry. That's that's an easy one. So that's how much I love Aldo. That that he's one of the few players. Like I said, I think his entire career over six years of Zidane, which says everything about Zidane. A question I asked before about Fabregas and about uh, Thiago. Was that Barca move uh, a mistake? By Henri? Yeah. No, I think... Not a mistake, but I mean, could could his legacy be even more amazing if he... Not stayed at Arsenal, but... No, I think... think, think A team that suited him more. No, I think he ran his course at Arsenal. And he was going to go to Barcelona two years before Mm -hmm. that, but he didn't. Yeah. And... I think it was great that Thierry Henry, when, when Thierry Henry in 2004 to 2005, 2003 to 2005, actually, you could make the argument Thierry Henry was the best player in the world for like three years. Mm. And so during that peak, to have him in England is what makes the Premier League what it is right now, right? It's why he's one of those megastars that had to be in England when they were great. If he went... Well, you could, you could argue he's the reason centre-backs have to be fast today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he, fucked, if he fucked off way too early then the legacy wouldn't have been the same. So, mm. I, I, but I think when he left, he left when Arsenal were clearly like moving on. They were trying to enter the Fabregas era. And so the yeah. fact that he stayed long enough for them to play at the, the Emirates, closed out the hybrid chapter, went to Barcelona, won the Champions League. I think perfect story. Perfect. Mm. So, yeah, love me some Thierry Henry. I think the guy is just too great. You know, Thierry Henry at some point, remember when Thierry Henry was a meme when he scored this... 400 to 500 goal and yeah. New York Red Bulls stood on the, the line. Also no Jimmy. But yeah, love him. I, I, I love the dude to death. As, he's one of my favorite players. And he's a great guy, bro. So, like when you look yeah, at his interview. Can, he's in, of course. Did you see his interview with, uh, with uh, Mbappé and Anthony, Anthony Joshua or no? No, I haven't. Man, you have to. It's greatness. Also, by bro. the way, for a Frenchman, Dude speaks English, English so well. Mm-hmm. Speaks better Shocking. than Rooney, bro. <laughs> Definitely better than Rooney, bro. Nobody. <laughs> I facts. I know people in my family who've never said a word in English who probably have a better accent than Rooney. That's how bad his <laughs> accent is. Bro, too funny. But yeah, Thierry Henry, you said you had him at five. Mm-hmm. No, I have him at six. Yeah, my at five six. and my five and four, Dino and Ramos already Dino talked about Ramos, these two. I have Kaká and Henry. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- so, okay, so, so, our so three far, is the three, number three is the same. Same for sure. So let's go back. Let's name from ten to four, because like we've That's had a lot three of also. no, because we've had a lot of overlaps. So I'll name my ten to four. You name your ten to four, and then we'll go right. into three. So I go Ramos ten, Buffon nine, Zidane eight, Rooney seven, Xavi six, Kaká five, Henri four, and you say. 10 Pirlo, 9 Kaká, 8 Zidane, 7 Xavi, 6 Ori, 5 Ronaldinho, and 4 Ramos. So we basically have, we, we've had all the same names almost. 
Like any name yeah. that I have that you don't have, like you've named it before and every name mm-hmm. you, I don't have, you've made like I've named it before. So exactly. now we get to the top three. And at three, mm-hmm. I think we got the same. It's yep. Iniesta. Right? Yes. Iniesta. Andres Iniesta. You know what? I'm going to get geared up for the one and two debate. So, and Iniesta doesn't need any introduction. So I'll let you just do the Iniesta one because we have the same. Yep. So Iniesta, I, I mean, he's arguably the best midfielder in the 21st century. I think, I mean, if you have this debate, he'll be up there. That's for sure. He is also arguably the most important player in that Barca team and that Spain team. And people would even argue that Messi wouldn't be who he is without this guy in the team. Because he helped him a lot off the ball, on the ball, everything. I mean, maybe not directly an assist, but he was still up there in every single attack. He has 25 trophies. 25 trophies, man. Nine La Liga, four Champions League. That's, I mean, he's, he's the most decorated Spanish player ever. She puts him above great names such as Ramos and Xavi who were part of the same team. And look, I think I've never enjoyed watching a player as much as I've enjoyed watching him. He's such a delight to watch on the ball, man. The way the ball sticks to, to his feet, something you can't, you can't learn, something you didn't learn at the Masi or whatever. You, I think you're born with this, man. That close dribbling. He, he's, he's not the strongest. He's not the fastest. He doesn't have that powerful shot he's not the goal scorer but he's just man he's so amazing to watch this guy when he has the ball would you say would you, would you say, say yeah sorry would you say he's a number eight because no, i'm not no, sure no, if I he's think, eight at ten I think, he's i think i think he's a ten who just can yeah, do a but, lot of but, great other things exactly because he's not a ten like kaka is but he's not an eight like i don't know Xavi is he's i mean it's crazy i think how I, th- I think i think of iniesta okay weird take I think he's the purest football player ever, right? Mm. Like when you look at, he's the purest midfielder. You look at the things that make a midfielder a midfielder. Like what makes a football player that doesn't, that's not, um, what makes a football player something more than just an, a regular athlete, right? Like beyond the physical skills, right? It's the close touch. It's the vision. It's the passing. It's the you know and, he's and, he's Messi. If Messi is, wasn't quick, if Messi wasn't as fast as he is, exactly, basically that. If, if, yeah, and if I get Messi's got the finishing also on top of that. For sure, yeah. I mean, if, but like he's that's the thing. If Messi was a midfielder, like as Messi moves more and more into midfield, he's mm. gonna transition he's to turn into Iniesta. Iniesta, that's mm. what Iniesta is, and. Also, bro, we got to admit one thing about Iniesta, clutch as fuck. Man, 2010 final, Euro 2012, the entire Euro, Euros, he was amazing. The goal against Chelsea in that Champions League semi-final. I mean, all, all, yeah, he didn't score a lot, but when he did, bro, it counted. Bro. Um, what a player, man. Honestly, I believe that the, the Chelsea goal is the reason why <laughs> Messi won four Ballon d'Ors in a row. Because if 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 he doesn't score that goal, Chelsea. Ronaldo goes to the Champions League final against mm-hmm. Chelsea. Whether mm-hmm. he wins or loses, Ronaldo's going to win the Ballon d'Or. Because you would have seen what Ronaldo did against Arsenal in the semifinal, and what Messi. Did. But even if you if you remove the circumstances, the goal itself, bro. So you take him. You take. So if Messi doesn't start 2009 as the best player in the world, 
and this doesn't start 2010 mm. as the clear best player in the world and it's Ronaldo, then automatically he doesn't get a legacy one for just scoring goals in 2010 when he doesn't win shit. Schneider wins it. Mm. 2011, mm. he wins it, clearly. 2012, he wins it. But that's it. Messi would have two less Ballon d'Or if it wasn't for that goal. That's how impactful So, that so Iniesta, Iniesta, basically, I mean, Messi wouldn't be the player he is without this guy. Some people would argue Xavi, Xavi but I, I'd say Iniesta. I mean, the funny sure. thing is, the funny thing is, they haven't won the Champions League since Xavi left, right? The last mm. year of Xavi left, the last year Xavi was in Barca, they won the treble. But also that but year... That could, that could be a Rakitic, coincidence, Rakitic, I don't know. Rakitic was... Take, took Xavi's place. Xavi wasn't... Yeah, he scored in the final, yeah. Mm. So, ever since Iniesta was... Like, ever since Iniesta wasn't performing as the best midfield player in the world, which he was for a minute, they haven't won shit. For real. Mm-hmm. That's how crazy it is. You look at Iniesta. Pirlo had an all-time Euro 2012, right? Iniesta won best player. And it was clear mm. that Iniesta was the best mm-hmm. player. That's how good Iniesta was. Iniesta won best player in the Champions League in 2012. He'd have two or three Ballon d'Or if it wasn't for Messi and Ronaldo. That's for sure. Iniesta is the, one, a, of the three, is the one of the three that you like outside of Barcelona. Like Messi outside of Barcelona would have won Ballon d'Or and would have been great. But which one mm. sacrificed the most in terms of personal legacy for Barcelona? It's Iniesta. Iniesta, Iniesta sure. was... Iniesta was it, bro. Like, that's the thing. Iniesta was really... Um, if you had Xavi in your team, you wouldn't think I can win without a striker. But if you have Iniesta in your team, you're like, I can win without a striker. That's why Spain, in, Spain, Spain played bro. 4-6-0 yeah. in 2012, basically. For real. Their starting, their starting midfield was Jesus Navas, Xavi, mm. Iniesta, Busquets, Xavi Alonso, and David Silva. Yep. <laughs> no attack. Just, we're going to pass Possession. the ball. <laughs> Just ninety percent possession. You're not gonna touch the ball, and we're gonna fall win asleep. Penalties. For sure. Like that was too funny. Uh, they also had Juan Mata, also. I guess. Like yeah. The, and Fabregas. Like, yeah. And oddly enough, oh, Fernando Torres yeah. still managed to score three goals and top score the tournament. But like, yeah. It was like they didn't play attack at all. They just played midfield. No, man. They just sideways football until the other teams gives up. Bro, and it was it was home. peak. It was peak midfield. At the, uh, at the time, right? yeah. especially that the Spain, Spain 2012 was the, like you look at Spain winning in 2010, the World Cup, Spain winning 2008, like those were great Spanish sides, but the Spanish side of 2012 was, it was the funniest one, because like, <laughs> there's nothing you can do, there, no need. Exactly, bro, it was boring, I swear, <laughs> but I was watching games like this, man, falling asleep. Games, bro, for sure, <laughs> leave game, there's nothing you can do, um, you rage quit. I swear to God, player Pepe exactly. would rage quit against that Barcelona side. <laughs> Ramos would rage quit all the time. He'd just get a red card at any <laughs> two-footed on on on, uh, on Messi. So yeah, the thing about Iniesta, you can look at Xavi and call him boring or annoying and whatever. You can look at Messi and be like, I don't know, he's not all that, right? Like as a non-Barcelona fan, but mm. no football fan in my life. I have heard said that Iniesta wasn't all that. Like I've heard Messi slander. I'm not saying it's right. I've heard Xavi slander. I've never heard Iniesta slander. Yep. Everybody just gets how good he is. And he'd get into any team, really. Any, because any the, team. Because the top one and two were so clear who was one two, right? 
the mm. third best player of the century had to be Iniesta. It couldn't have been anyone else. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that's obvious. For sure. I mean, we have all the stats to back it up, but like, just watch five minutes of Iniesta. Just the eye test, bro. The eye test just alone. Go watch, you look at Iniesta. For, go watch this is for Neymar against PSG uh, at the mm. 2 2015. Like, yeah. Marco Verratti played the two best games of his life, right? He really played the two best games of his life. One time a player passes him, Iniesta, it's a goal, right? Like, that's, that, that's how crazy it is. But anyway, one and two, that's, that's, that's what I'm getting. Okay, let me, let, me, let me, before we start, Aziz, let's, do you want to, or you, do you want to appreciate greatness? I want to argue. No, bro, let's appreciate greatness together, bro. Okay, let's do it, bro. <laughs> That's it, because, bro, let's be honest, man. No, no answer is right and no answer is wrong. Like. But I have such a, okay, I have such a good argument why it's clear why Ronaldo is <laughs> okay? I have, like, but, such bro, Messi a- is number one. Messi, oh, fuck, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you know what? You're right, you're right. It's a woke podcast. Inclusion <laughs> is the most woke thing you could do. So, no need to tear down. No need, men should not bring other men down. Okay? You know, like, the only yeah. reason I'm saying that, the only reason I'm saying that because I'm not half as good as you are at arguing. And I know that if you put Johnny Evans one and I put Lionel Messi, I'd still fucking lose the debate. So let's just appreciate together. Let's be friends and appreciate. Okay, okay. Let's, let's hang it over. <laughs> well, but I'll definitely, I'll definitely like, I might, that's the thing. I'll, I could I could totally argue against myself in front of a mirror. And it wouldn't be a problem for me. So I could totally like just open the mic and for 20 minutes just talk myself into arguing why Ronaldo is the greatest player ever. But fact. And look, sometimes, sometimes he's my number one. Sometimes Messi is my number one. It's like, I swear it depends on the day, man. Okay. Well, <laughs> Both of them. he's always been my. Ronaldo's. I know. Yeah. 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 It's been a while. So I can't, I can't die on this hill, bro. Like for the last five years, for the last five years, I've said Ronaldo's the greatest. I didn't have that. I know, bro. You've been before. consistent. You've been consistent, bro. I bro, I just, I, 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 I like, I, you have no clue how much. So, like, I, it's pretty obvious right now that football, I have a connection with football, and then there's a connection between football and my household, right? Mm, mm. And in the same way, if anybody watched, I think, episode 13 of the podcast, they get that there is a connection between James Bond and Yusuf's house, okay? Mm. Mm-hmm. Football in my house is the same vibe. And so, like, I'm talking, I've probably, probably spent like 5,000 hours of my life talking to my dad about football. Like, that's how bad it is. Like, every yeah. day, we probably do two, three hours. So, you do mm-hmm. that two, three hours a day for years. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Me and my dad only talk about uh, Who was your dad pick between these two, out of these two? And that's what I'm saying. In our household, we're Ronaldo. Uh, we don't okay. go for Messi. Okay. We, we, do, we, don't, we don't talk about Messi in my house. We talk about Ronaldo. <laughs> right? Like, that's the thing. We appreciate Messi. We love Messi. But mm. Ronaldo is like the dog. Like, Would you say that they are the two greatest players of all time? Fuck the 21st century. Mm, yes, 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 yes. No question about it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and will we ever see someone break into this in our lifetime? Absolutely not, bro. Absolutely not. There is no fucking way. We'll see bro, why? better stats. Like if, we'll, if, we'll if, you ask, if, if we asked our parents when they were 25 if we'd see a better player than Maradona, they'd say... No, my dad, my dad believes Maradona's still number one. 
but he will tell oh, you yeah, Ronaldo okay. two, Messi three, mm. right? Like he, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. He, he's my my dad still like thinks of Diego Diego Maradona as like a, mm. a non-human. Like he's like that's there's no way that. Yeah, but my, my dad, my dad too is the same. But it's and like and their arguments. Like I've argued against that, but I. I've argued against that, but like, if I had to write, uh, if this was a debate team kind of thing, and I had to argue for why Maradona deserves to win, to be the best player ever, bar none, the argument I can make is too simple, it's too easy, and I can totally see why. I totally mm. get it. Like, if they've seen Maradona, I can totally get it. It's it's too much of a thirst trap for a teenager to watch football. Kind of like Ronaldinho, you watch this, you're like, whoa, 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 this is way too good. This is way too good. There's no way there's anything like this. Like, mm. like. And so automatically mm. you pick it. I've recently been watching a lot of, you know, basketball from the 90s. And I look at Jordan and you're like, it, it's a thirst trap. It's too easy why every kid wanted to be like Mike. No, also, yeah, yeah. Go look at this other player who played in the Lakers before Kobe and Shaq were dominant. His name is Nick Von Exel, right? Bro, I've watched his gameplay and I'm like, all the people who keep saying that Van Exel was their favorite player, even though he was like only an all-star a couple of times, he's so not remembered in basketball history. But every kid who's like, oh, every player who, former player who's like, yeah, Nick Van Exel was the guy I used to watch a lot. I get it. I get it. It's, it's too much of the Ronaldinho flair vibe, right? Yeah, but I don't have the same. So I get mm. why. Messi and Ronaldo is just brute force, man. Like there's no, it's just brute force goatness. Bro, yeah. 15 years. 15 fucking years. Never bro. happened before. And you know the funny thing? Mourinho said if Messi and Ronaldo lived in different eras, when... when they wouldn't Messi, be that great. When, no, no. When Messi won four and Ronaldo had mm. one Ballon d'Or, Mourinho said if they both were in different eras, they both have eight or nine Ballon d'Ors each. And you're like, okay, that's kind of ridiculous. They're not going to dominate the football world that much. Facts, they each should have 10 or 12. But that's Do you think it. Messi would be that great if Ronaldo didn't play football and vice versa? You think they pushed each other? I think Messi would have been 10 times greater without Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo wouldn't have been that great without Messi. That's my argument for why Cristiano Ronaldo... Remember what I told you. My argument for why Cristiano Ronaldo is the greatest player ever, in my opinion, is that he stopped Messi from being the undisputed best player ever. No, no. I mean, I don't mean different eras. I mean, if Ronaldo didn't play football at all, would Messi be this great? Or did Ronaldo push him to be this great? And I vice mean, versa. If, if, if Messi... If Ronaldo didn't play in this era... Messi would have been 10 times more successful. That's what I'm saying. No, I mean, as a player, how good he is. Don't you think that one year he wakes up, he's like, I want to be better than Cristiano Ronaldo. This is why yes, he got Yes, maybe goals. statistically, sure. Statistically, for sure. Mm. In terms of stats, yeah. In terms of titles, bro, Barcelona would... Barcelona would have mopped team. the floor. Would have mopped sure, the floor. Bro. The way Bayern years, play with the Bundesliga. Yeah. yeah. So, that's the thing. But because of that, uh, you know, that's the thing. My take for why Ronaldo is the greatest player of all time is that he stopped mm. Messi from being the greatest player of all time. He made it, the simple fact that he made it a conversation to me mm. is good enough to call him the GOAT because you look at that 2008-2009 Barcelona team and you're like, okay, that's it. It's wrapped up. Like, it's mm. wrapped up for the next 15 years. Best player ever. Not even close. 15 battle doors in a row. And the fact that he managed to halt it long enough for it to be conversation and actually, by the end of it, he won more Champions Leagues, which are our equivalent of the World Cup, now that TV money became so big in football that instead of the World Cup being the de facto way to, like, the measuring stick for players, 
it became the mm. Champions League about 10 years ago. And Ballon d'Ors became such a more important thing because it's Messi versus Ronaldo, whereas before nobody cared really about Ballon d'Ors. Like the controversial picks, nobody cared about that, right? Yeah. But now everybody cares about that. And so because of that, you look at, you, you look at like where Messi should have been and you look at where Ronaldo is and, that's, and you look at Messi where he is right now and that gap, the difference between what Messi should have been and what Messi is, the difference between them is Ronaldo. But that's unfair you really, add, because you're, you're insinuating that he underperformed in these 12 years. I'm not saying Messi that. I'm, listen, it's, it's, it's a testament to Messi's ability that I think he underachieved to the tune mm. of being arguably the best player to ever play the game. That's how good that Barcelona squad was. Like, you seriously look at that Barcelona team, and you're like, without Mourinho, and without, and without, and without Ronaldo, seriously, they should win, like, seven Champions Leagues in a row, right? Yep. Like, they mm. were that good. He should have won 10 Ballon d'Ors in a row. I'm, like, I'm not even exaggerating the numbers. It, they, no, yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's scary, right? And so mm. you're like, by the end of it, he's got four, Ronaldo's got five, right? But why, why can't I say that about, about Messi? Like, the reason he's so great is because he's the reason Ronaldo didn't win 10 Ballon d'Ors in the world. Because uh, no. I, I think the way that Barcelona team was primed, no team Ronaldo ever played on was like, and you looked at it, you're like, okay, this is going to be the best team ever, and it's not even close. Right? Okay. Like, mm. Ronaldo was at United. He's the reason United became, that United squad was one of the best squads in Premier League history. You take away Ronaldo, they're mm. an average team. Right? Exactly. Yep. That's, that's an easy one. Then he goes to Real Madrid and they build a juggernaut at Real Madrid. That's amazing. But really, that juggernaut was built for one reason, one reason only. To slow down Barcelona with the help mm. of Ronaldo, right? And they did just about enough for them to like, we're going like, to slow them down in those five years where they're going to be steamrolling the world. Long mm. enough for fatigue, injuries, and attrition to start playing a factor. And when we could get him, we got him, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. when, they, when they had a weak moment, we capitalized on it, right? If Atletico beats Barcelona in the Champions League final, in the Champions League, Real Madrid's winning it that year. Right? Yep, yep. It, it, that, that, you know what I mean? Like when, when, when Barcelona should have won four or five in a row, they managed to steal one, Real Madrid. They mm-hmm. managed to beat them La Liga. And then mm-hmm. once they started dwindling down, and you're like, okay, they have a, they, they're going not through not their strongest phase, Real Madrid won nonstop. And so to that, because of that, I look at Cristiano Ronaldo, and I'm like, him and Mourinho stopped what could have been the most boring 15 years of our life in terms of football. Because it would have been like the 1960s Boston Celtics. They went mm-hmm. 11 out of 13 years. That, nope. that Barcelona squad was that good. Guardiola would have never left Barcelona. Never left Barcelona. If for it wasn't sure. for the, for no the stress of playing Mourinho exactly. and the press. Like Mourinho, like mental warfare, psychological warfare with Guardiola. That's how bad it got. Especially, you know, when they played four Clásicos in like 18 days mm-hmm. in 2011. They had but let's talk, about, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Classico when it came to the Ronaldo Messi era. Who do you think had the biggest moments when, it, when they went head-to-head against each other? Because I, I would argue Messi, bro. No, I think, I think Ronaldo had the more impactful moment by far in the Classicos. Really? 
Yeah, yeah. You look at title uh, winning. Okay, they only met once in the Champions League. Advantage Messi. For sure, but that sure. performance is mad. But Copa del Rey, Ronaldo. Okay, mm-hmm. not just once. Like there's that final. There's also the quarterfinal. There's the semifinal. He he did, like every time they played, he scored. Okay. Yep. He. I mean, he scored when they beat him 3-0 in the Camp Nou. No, 3-1. Jordi Alba scored a bullshit goal at the end in 2013. But he beat him to it. Sealed the title of the Camp Nou. Ronaldo. Calma. That's him. Right? Supercopa. Ronaldo. He scored. And not just once. And he scored. By the way, Supercopa is when Ronaldo's beaten. Not just the Clásico during the season. The Clásico at the Supercopa de España is when Ronaldo's going to be like, when he takes it personal, Gerard Piquet. Like, Ronaldo takes mm-hmm. up all the frustration he's built over summer and, <laughs> and, and training camp and just bullies Piquet. Like, every, consistently every year. It's ridiculous. But I've seen classicals where Messi was better, of course. I've, I've yeah, seen I mean, bro, so many of them. But that 5-0 and that yeah, Champions League, like you said. That the Champions League and the 5-0. The, the Champions League, the 5-0 and the 3-2 are the ones that come to mind. For Ronaldo. And before, before, before Ronaldo, that six-two also that his first. Yeah, but that was before was Ronaldo. 19, so, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Just I'm talking. So like, great. yeah. Um, I mean, also, Ronaldo. Also, you look at what he did. He also United. played against him in the 2009 final, bro. But That's I also got. played against him in the 2007, uh, 2008 Champions League semifinal, and they beat him. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. One to one. Okay, but that was okay. That fuck it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, no, that was literally the year before. So, like, that was 11 months yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. there's that. Um, I, I look at it like he played at Juventus too. He was great. Portuguese national mm. team. He was great. The funny thing about Ronaldo is, like, here, here's, the, here's the craziest thing about this man. And at this stage, we're not even doing – you're saying what? One is Messi, two is Ronaldo. I'm saying one is Ronaldo, two is Messi. But we're talking yep. about both at the same time. There's no need to, like, mm-hmm. do a separation. Because mm. which one I'm going to talk about first, right? My two or your two? See, that's the thing. So I look at, I look at, I look at uh, Messi. Uh, sorry, I look at Ronaldo. And I'm like, up until 2012, he was known as a choker, right? Like, Ronaldo was known as a choker. He choked in 2008 at the Euro, scored one goal, was whack. He had like a year and a half where he didn't score for his national team. He was ass at the 2010 World Cup, right? He didn't score in the Champions League against Barcelona in the semifinal in 2011, right? Mm-hmm. He just didn't deliver that well ever since he delivered uh, in 2000. Like, he misses the penalty. Unfair to say that, though. Yeah, yeah, but he misses the penalty in 2008 against Chelsea. Like, yeah, yeah. Ronaldo, you're like, yeah. for 90 minutes, great player. Like, mm. but like, when it matters, kind of choking. You can't say the same thing about Messi, bro. Yeah, yeah, but Messi was clutch early on. And then choked later on. Whereas, so when Messi was known as a super clutch player, Ronaldo was known as a choker, right? Mm. A huge choker. Like he gagged a lot of, he bottled it a lot of times. Every now and then he'd score in a cup final. But you're like, when you're that great, mm. scoring one game in five final, one goal in five finals is nothing, right? Like we, you're expected more. Like you're scoring at a better you have more goals than games at Real Madrid starting from your second season and you're choking still. So he has that 2012, 2011, 2012 season 
where he just clutch, clutch. No, like no need to be clutch, except the Calma one. That was clutch. Yeah. And he has an ass of a game. His first game uh, of the Euro 2012. I forgot against who it was. I think it was against the first game of the Euro 2012. I think it was against Germany. He plays like garbage. And he has like two haircuts in the, mm. like, in the same game. And people are like, Bro, yeah, focus yeah, yeah. on your game, right? In the same time, Messi just scored a hat trick against Brazil 3-2. Like with that yep. fucking curler of a goal. And then he scores two against Holland. Then scores one against Denmark or Czech Republic. A header. They go to the semifinal. He's one of the top scorers of the tournament. 2012, 2013, he gets a red card in the Copa del Rey final. But he starts the season pretty well. And there's one particular game in that season, by the way, that I want to end this video, this podcast on. One game of 2012-2013 season. But we'll go back to that later. But he gets a red card um, in the Copa del Rey final. And he gets, and he basically is a non-factor in the, in the second game when they, when they win 2-0 to Dortmund, but they still exit out of the Champions League. Yeah. That season, they lose by 15 points. Mm. And then you look at a guy who like almost played 100 games for his national team, has like 25 goals. Whack. And then he has the Sweden qualification game. Wow. Wow. I swear, I watched the highlights every now and then. And ever since that Sweden qualification games... He just, became a great goal, sco- goal scorer after that game. That's when he became... Uh, from, he went from a great player to a great goal scorer, man. But after, after that, that game, game, after that game, that's when Ronaldo became clutch. He was like, mm. Ronaldo's going to deliver. And six months later, becomes the top goal scorer for his national team. And so you look at it, you're like, okay, so Ronaldo... Start playing for Portugal in 2004. By the time he got to 2014, he had 49 goals. Since then, he has an extra 60. Right? Like, Ronaldo past 30 had his most productive years. That's the crazy yep. thing. And his clutchest uh, years. Uh, I look back at the most, the craziest, craziest clutch season I've ever seen in my life. And it was, like I said, as part of the greatest team I've ever seen, the 2017-2017. Dude scored two goals getting into the quarter, the groups, uh, leaving the group stage of the Champions League. Ends up top scoring it at 12. Man. Hat-trick, hat-trick, and then two in the final. That's, that's, so he scores two against Bayern, then three against Bayern, then three against Atletico, and then two against... Juventus. 42 goals that season, man. Yes, 42. in 44 games. And you're like, and also, man. by the way, the two goals of the two goals he scored in the group stage, one of them was in the 92nd minute free kick against Sporting Lisbon. Like, mm-hmm. clutch as fuck, right? And that's, I think, what elevated is that when Messi was known as clutch, Ronaldo choked, but turned out he wasn't just, a, he wasn't a choker. He just he got unlucky because now you have hindsight. Because now you can look mm-hmm. back at his old Clutch performance. You know what's a classic, classic Ronaldo clutch performance? Go check 2005, Man United versus Arsenal at Highbury, 4-2. Mm. And he scored two goals. That's a classic Ronaldo clutch performance, right? He wanted to fight with Chiamari. Yep. Go look 
2008, no, sorry, 2009 against Arsenal, the away game. That's like my favorite performance of any football player ever. That's my favorite game of any football player ever. Ronaldo against Arsenal, 2009. Uh, go look what he did against who? Go look what he did at Euro 2004 as an 18-year-old. Go look what he did. Um, what's an early Ronaldo clutch performance to uh, against Fulham when they won the Premier League the, his first time, 90th minute scores, a winner that they needed. People against talk about Tottenham. A five-two performance. People talk about the, the 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 West Ham game when Makeda scores. Yeah, it finished three-two. Yeah. yeah, Aston Villa. Sorry, yeah. it finished three-two. Makeda scores the third, but who scored the first two to get him in? That's Ronaldo again. Yeah. So so you you start realizing how clutch and decisive the man has been, and it's just ridiculous. A score of a great goals, also a great score of goals, also the best winger. Like the best distributing true winger when he played that early on, like as a, as a right winger under Ferguson. Like mm -hmm. as a true proper winger, the way I look at Leroy Sané right now, okay, Ronaldo was that good. Like mm. Ronaldo was Hazard before Hazard, right? At 22, at 21, 22 as well. Bro, exactly. Man. So he had that. Uh, the best header I've ever seen. Like people talk about Drogba, I'm like, bro. At this stage, it's not even a debate. Look at Cristiano Ronaldo's heading goals, right? Um, mm -hmm. Even though they took a hit as of recently, his free kicks, still one of the best free kicks. Like, when you look at his legacy, one of the all-time great free kick shooters. Like, he's top. And he, he, he got a new way of fucking taking a free exactly. kick. Exactly. He changed the way. Exactly. Um, would, you say, would you say, in terms of... Okay, so I, he, he is the greatest athlete we've seen in the sport. That's for yes, sure. Yes, yes. No would he be the greatest athlete you've seen in any sport? I mean, no, okay, no. of course, you look at the NBA, you look at the NFL. Yeah, because I watch the NFL. Seven. So when I, watch the, when, I watch the, when I watch the NFL, I'm like, most college athletes in America are better than professional football players in Europe. Like, that's how, like, these are the guys that go to the Olympic Games and break world records, right? Yeah, bro, these are, 21. These, these are fucking, they're monsters, bro. Six exactly, no, NFL players are monsters. Pounds, but but I, is he the best athlete of all great athletes is that what you're saying like yeah, people yeah. who are great at their sport who's the best athlete in comparison to the rest of yeah his team? taking into consideration the circumstances like ronaldo and ronaldo's athleticism in comparison to football players is far and away the most ridiculous thing ever right mm, mm. Shaq maybe or i guess yeah, bro, but Shaq, Shaq was just athleticism big. bro he's just fucking seven foot Two or whatever. Big. But no, Shaq was early Shaq was crazy athletic. But maybe you look at mm. Jordan when Jordan came in and you're LeBron. like, I've never seen a guy jump like that before. <laughs> that was mm. crazy. Now everybody jumps like that before. Like Zach Levine mm. jumps like that. But like, yeah, when Jordan came on, when LeBron came on came in, the only athlete that I can legitimately say was just as athletic as Ronaldo in comparison to the rest of his Peers in his prime was early Mike Tyson. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like 20 year old Mike Tyson? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Not gonna argue. <laughs> Not gonna argue. Nope. <laughs> bro, they tell me, on it, bro, I asked a friend recently, I was like, would you take $500,000, but you get knocked out, but like you get one punch, prime Mike Tyson, 20 year old Mike Tyson, 1986. And he's like, I take no. it, I take it, I take it just because if I die, like, 
give it to my family or something. No, because he, he's like, bro, the I... reconstruction is going to, like, the reconstruction for my jaw is going to cost more than $500. No, I, think, I, I think I would die. I think I could possibly die too. Like, yeah, a, I mean, like a, dude, license guns. No, I'm good. Man. I'm good. Keep it, keep it to yourself. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, Ronaldo, Mike Tyson, I think that's, it's, mm. it, those are the two athletes that you're like, like, okay, it's getting ridiculous. Like, come on. <laughs> like, this cannot be fair. Like, you can't be this big and also this fast and this much balance. It, it's just too funny, right? And it wasn't, it, it, was, it wasn't overnight, but when you look at his early career at United, he was, well, he was just a one-trick pony, you know. He would step over, his final decision-making wasn't that good. Then from one, like, one summer to another, he came back and he, he changed completely, bro. Got Turned new... into the most clinical guy, the most clinical player I've ever seen, by the way. I think that was the best finisher ever. Like, you tell me, one-on-one with the goalkeeper, who do I trust more than any player ever? Ronaldo. Mm. I, whatever the chance. If it's a header, if it's a... It, it doesn't matter. Ronaldo, Left foot, right foot, doesn't matter. Penalty, by the way, probably the best penalty taker ever. Like, I know he missed. Like, okay, Matt Letizia had 49 and missed one. But, like, mm. Ronaldo's, like, this is not 49, 50 penalties. Like, 50 penalties is a joke to Ronaldo. I mean, how many has he shot? 120, 130, probably more. So, mm. Ronaldo consistently never chokes a penalty when it matters. And we didn't even bring the, the fact that he, he's done it everywhere, bro. I mean, exactly. So, that's love Cristiano Ronaldo. Now on to Messi. And then I conclude with one game. Let me just... You, would it be fair to say that... Uh, when you compare Ronaldo and Messi, it's like comparing, Absolutely. like we said, one of the greatest, the greatest athletes ever and a guy that just God, when he created him, he said, go and play football, don't do anything else. Yeah, yeah. Because Messi isn't, an, he isn't, of course, he's an athlete, but fucking he's a f- football player at Barcelona. But when you look at the top, the upper class of the, of the, of the athletes you know, in the world, you know, the funny, there, you know the funny thing is that in terms of athleticism, and this is weird, Mm. Messi was gifted to be like he had the more important parts of athleticism that a football player needs which was the low center of gravity the acceleration, mm. short feet the torso so you can't really push him off like when you try to build the ultimate athlete the first question you ask is what sport right and mm. the, the funniest thing is that you, you look at, like, NBA players getting taller with time. You're like, okay, so humans are – like, if you play basketball, you're taller. You, you can get taller. Or, like, humans are getting taller. Or athletes are getting faster. It's not – it's like, no, it's not that. The, gene- the rate of genetic evolution is not that fast. Over two generations, everything changes. It's just that now we're more special. We know special skills, right? Like, a big wingspan is a good thing to have in basketball. So when you have yeah. athletes – having way, like KD looking like a tarantula, you know, having way too long of limbs in comparison to his body, you're like, that's something in terms of body comp. We love that in a basketball player. You, all, you look, at, you look at, 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 a, at, a, at a swimmer and you, and you think of the things you want in a swimmer for him to be able to swim faster in terms of his limb composition, whatever. And you're like, okay, we basically need a human fish. Michael Phelps. Look, his bo- mm. Michael Phelps' body does not look as attractive if he wasn't that fit because his body ratio is, is not good, okay? Yeah, yeah. 
but it's perfect for swimming. You know what I mean? John Jones, mm. his body doesn't look that attractive. If he, if he didn't, wasn't that fit, he, his limbs are too long. His legs are too, too long. Skinny. You're like that. Yeah. yeah. You're like, it's not attractive, but why does it work? Because for, 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 for fighting, you need a long reach. He's got that. Tyson Fury, bro. Tyson, Tyson Fury, Fury. exactly. You're like, that's exactly what, like, his body doesn't look good. It's just that he's got the perfect genetics for him to be a great basketball, for him to be a great boxer. In the same way, Messi has, let's be real, the perfect genetics to be a football player. He's, he's like, people talk about how short he is. He's 170. Bro, he's not that short. Come on, let's He's 170, him. right? Like, he's not that tiny, bro. And so, but he's the perfect height. He's got the perfect short, like his body is actually, you ask me him and Ronaldo, who's the better athlete overall, I'll tell you Ronaldo. You tell me who's better fitted to play football. I'm like, it's clearly Messi. No, No, it's clearly Messi. Messi is the way football is played. Having Messi's body type helps you more than having Ronaldo's body type. The thing about Ronaldo Actually, is it depends. It depends on the t- on the playing style. I mean, for that Real Madrid okay, team, okay, you it take it back Ronaldo to the eighties, yes, team. sure. But in general, yeah. the number ten in football, you look at Pele, you look at Eusebio, you look at Di Stefano, Maradona, at Maradona. They were all mm. Messi's body type. The reason why I love Zidane so much, my dad loves Van Basten. It's like you only get that body type once every generation of a player that can mm. be that can have that. Neymar is short, and Mbappe is not that tall either. Right, mm. to see mm. a Haaland every now and then is crazy. Ibrahimovic, it makes yeah, that's Zlatan. why it's, it's special. Ronaldo is a law, is a tall player for football, like in football terms, he's huge. Okay, mm. and so if you had to build a player, a football player, it's gonna be Messi's height more than Ronaldo's height because you need balance so people don't knock you off the ball. It just so happened yeah. that Ronaldo had so much balance for a guy his height, it's just ridiculous that you can't really push him off the ball either, right. And Ronaldo yeah. hustled more than whatever. But Messi, really, just God told him, there will be no man under my, my, my kingdom that will play better football than you. But that's, that's just what it is, man. He's just the perfect genetics with the perfect left foot and the Barcelona and playing in the perfect system for him and this and that. And he's Argentinian. And you got the Maradona thing. You're like, it's, 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 it's Messi was meant to be the best player ever. His stats show that he was meant to be the best player ever. His 73-goal season, his 91-goal year, his six titles. In, like his 91 six titles goals in the year. There's 52 weeks in the year, bro. Bro, bro. Oh. This is, and, you, and you only play like 30 of them. That's even funnier. Exactly. There's a summer like, vacation. Bro. bro, the thing about Messi that's even funnier is that uh, the year he got 91, I think, Okay, so the year he got 91, he starts off the year by scoring four against Valencia. And so he finishes the year real strong. And so when you look at the 2011-2012 season, in the, in, the, in the league, 37 games, 50 goals. Okay? That's a great ratio. The next wow. year, 32 games, 46 goals. And that's, the, and that's the best ratio ever, right? That year, 46 goals, he only had one hat trick. But he had 10 games in a row where he scored two. So, like, oh, when they started that season, the funniest thing about that season, you, there are 19 games in the first half of the season. That's 57 points in total. 
They had mm. 55. The only game they didn't, the only game, and that's, by the way, the perfect way to like, for me to finish this conversation, to refer to the game I was talking to, the only game where they drew and didn't win was the game I wanted to talk about, 2-2, Real Madrid-Barcelona at the Camp Nou. Mm-hmm. And I think if there is one game, one game that represents what football has been for the last 15 years, it's this one. Because you know what was written in the journal after that game? Messi 2, Ronaldo, Ronaldo two. 2. And that's yep. exactly wow. what the 2010 Wow. Wow. November 2012 at the Camp Nou 2-2. He scores a free kick. Ronaldo scored. Man, the four goals were great, by the way. The four goals mm. were great. But it was 1-0 for, for Real Madrid, 2-1 Barca, 2-2 Real, 2 Ronaldo, 2... And the two, it's per... Like, Ronaldo's second goal is so clinical and so unexpected. That's a Ronaldo goal. Messi mm. was more of a genius goal. Like, everything about that game is so representative of Mourinho versus... Even though Guardiola wasn't coach, it was Villanova. But, like, mm. Mourinho versus Guardiola. It was, it was Guardiola football, Messi. basically. Yeah, yeah, Messi versus Ronaldo. Messi at his peak and Ronaldo chasing. And that was exactly... Bro, how, how lucky are we that we've, we have, we've seen these two players... Play at we'll the never, same we'll time. Never, we'll never get to see anything. Man, we started. We started watching them when we were like nine, and now we're twenty-three. And we're. I mean, how amazing is that? We've seen them. We grew up grow with from, We grew up with exactly. That. I still. We'll never. Still, we'll never live something like that. Like, yeah, not even close. Like but we, but you look at them. You look at them. Still, like they're the older ones, right? Like you. Like for me, for me, it's almost the one, done, bro. It's the, almost the, done. The one, the one, the one I grew up with. And I'm like, he's the closest to my age. He's the one I get the most. It's Paul Pogba. Like I, I've said mm. it before. Like Pogba, mm. my guy for sure. Mm. But like Ronaldo and Messi, it's like it's 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 so funny how five years into their careers, they were viewed as veterans, as dons. Like we'll follow them. We'll ride their coattails. Like, Messi mm-hmm. at 25 had a lot of mileage because he started playing at 17. Ronaldo started playing at 17. At 18, he was in his national team. Like, yep. one stat that's too funny about Messi and Ronaldo, you look at all the goals and you're like, okay, like, they're going to be the two, top two goal scorers in their field football. Mm. But here's the funny one. When, when we did the podcast, you said Buffon played over 1,000 games. You know how ridiculous it was. Ronaldo's played a thousand games, too, right? And we haven't even talked about appearances because it's so low on the list of okay. accomplishments. Like, it's in crazy. two weeks' time, Messi will break Xavi's record for having played the most games. He broke in it. History. No, that's in the league. Ah, okay, okay, okay. okay. He's seven sixty-seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Xavi's like seven seventy or mm-hmm. something like that. He's three games away. So in a couple of weeks, he's going to be the player that played the most games in the history of Barcelona. Take away the achievements, take away the quality. The quantity of it, the sustainability and the longevity of just that Unmatched. many games. Ronaldo is the most cap. Is if he's not, I think it's probably Buffon, but he's probably gonna beat him soon. The mm. most capped European player, the most capped player in general for his national team. Messi's gonna be a close second. Mm. Right? We'll never see these records broken. It's not even close. In terms of goals, assists, trophies, appearances, we'll always see Messi and Ronaldo at the top of everything. Ballon d'Or, 
golden boot everything man i've what i've seen i've seen an art an article that said oh this is the greatest rivalry in sports since bjorn borg and john mcenroe in the 80s who the and fuck I was is like, that bro i was like are you seriously gonna compare a four-year <laughs> rivalry in tennis to <laughs> cristiano ronaldo and messi and say oh this is the best since them bro get the fuck out If they said Magic Bird, I would have been like, okay, classic yeah. American. They don't get it. Like yeah, they don't yeah. get how worldwide this is. But like, still, Magic Bird. Men said John, John Borg and John McEnroe. Go fuck out of my way! Like seriously, the greatest rivalry in history sports. The greatest two players. Sure. In the, it's it's never happened that we had the two best players. The only and it won't ever happen again. The only two times you could say it happened in the history of sports was actually in foot and in, in basketball, where in the fifties and in the sixties. <clears throat> The two best players up until then in the history of the sport were Bill Russell and and Will Chamberlain, and they were mm. rivals. And in the 80s, you could argue Bird and Magic, but Bird and Magic weren't the best ever. Like Kareem was literally right before them, and yeah, right yeah, yeah. was Jordan. So mm. I guess Bill Russell and Will Chamberlain are the only two players in the history of all sports that can get the same amount of like. Huge stats. Like you look, they still all the records that Bill Russell and Chamberlain have, they still unbroken. I feel like it's gonna be the same. It's gonna be the same. Mm. The only difference is there's not gonna be another Michael Jordan. Mm. There's no one to be the best beyond these two. You think we're starting to see the start of something with Mbappe and Haaland? Yes, of course, I not think, to this level, but uh, I think I think I think they're gonna actually be almost statistically almost just as good, if not better. Because mm-hmm. football is moving that way, right? Exactly. But yeah. like, it's not even close, bro. No, no, no. The mm. legacy is just too good. Look at, look at how niche football was in terms of like media content to to consume in 2005, mm. and look what it is now. Bro, I mean, look. When we talk about Beckham being a huge star, Cristiano Ronaldo is a hundred times the star Beckham ever was, man. It's crazy. Yeah, and that's the thing. The thing is. Like I said, when we started watching football, football wasn't like as big. Yeah, it's the most popular sport in the game. Yeah, sure, for the World Cup, but that's it, mm. right? Like you, people didn't tune into the Champions League as much as they do now, right? Yeah. People didn't put in as much money watching the Premier League, watching other leagues. People, if you were either a fanatic or you did not care, right? Mm-hmm. And now you look at it and you're like, bruh, it's the biggest. Industry in the world, <laughs> in terms like in terms of content absorption, bro. Like for real. Uh, it's when they, when bro, every year when the when the Super Bowl released their numbers, the, the greatest sporting event in the world. I'm like, man. Like, bro, watch the championship. Bro, bro, watch United I mean, Anna, versus I mean, Fulham. I watch, I watch, I watch multiple sports, so I get the hype of the I know, Super Bowl. I know, but like, I know, of course. There's bro, nothing. Calling it, there's nothing calling it like the greatest a, sporting event, and I don't know what, bro. There's no way. I mean, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing like the Champions okay. League. There's nothing like the World Cup. There's nothing like a Man City. The World Cup, man. But I, miss the World I look Cup, at Man City, okay. Liverpool, and how good it is right now because it's like the it's the classical right now, right? Mm. Like as good as it is, it's not what it's the not, Real and Barca was in 2012. It's not. Bro, that five, will be like that, that two weeks period, that three weeks period when they played bro, each other. Yeah, when they played each other four like times that. in 18 days in 2011, Man. twice for the Champions League semifinal, one time for the Copa del Rey, and one time for who's going to win La Liga. Bro, and I remember Mourinho at the interview at the press conference before the first one, he's like, where do I start? 
What do I say? <laughs> like, what am, where am I supposed to start? <laughs> like, he's playing the greatest uh, squad ever four times in 18 days, and he still thinks he can win. That. Man. <laughs> like, it's too, it's, it was too funny. Like, can we honestly say that in a world where, like, you know, shit moves on way too fast and people can't last too long on an event, mm. the world stopped for every classical? For sure. In that period, man, I miss, I miss that feeling because now a classical, I mean, I'm, I, I, I haven't I have watched a classical I, in like three years fuck, almost. Bro. I almost like, if, if, if I don't tune, bro, if I don't open and I'm like, oh, it, it playing, was a, It was a movie, bro. It was a fucking movie. You Sandra didn't stop. I, I used to, his fucking I used, teammates, bro. Yeah, I used to record oh, the classicals and watch them the next day to analyze them by myself because I was that obsessed, right? Wow. Like, I don't know. Um, now I'm like, there's no game that's worth it. Like I look at Man City Liverpool and it's like, it's the best it's, game of the year. I mean, it's but at the same time, bro, but... I look at Man City Tottenham and I'm like, that probably is more exciting. I look exactly. at United Liverpool. I'm like, that's just as exciting, right? Look, mm-hmm. Man City United. Okay, cool. Right. There is yep. a lot of great games. There's not one cream of the crop. There's not one. How my, my dad would call it. Caviar. Like there's not mm. one game. That, that, that's the one. That's the beluga. Like, that's... Inshallah soon, bro. If Haaland and Mbappé... If uh, Haaland and Mbappé land in the same league, we're on, we're on to something, bro. I mean, the only way I can picture this happening again is if Serie A takes over with Inter and AC Milan because that's called the history. Like, if AC Milan and Inter Milan come back, that would yeah, be but It doesn't time. have that commercial vibe to it, you know? Like, Classico, everyone... No, 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 no. no. Like... If, if AC Milan and Inter Milan go back to what they were like, like which one of them wins the Serie A, the other wins the Champions League, like for two years. Bro, I think, give me, okay. When, when, Barca, can, when, Barca, when Barca and Real were at their peak, and if I told you Liverpool's going to be the best team in the world in 2013, if I told you in five years Liverpool's going to be the best team in the world, you're gonna, there is no fucking way. Like it's dead, yeah, right? Yeah. They just finished seventh. <laughs> right after Everton, like there's no fucking way. So, in five years, five yeah, years. Yeah, you later, never know. Would, you never know. So I think, give it five years. I think AC Milan, Inter Milan will be back to being the. I think the Calcio is coming back, and it's gonna go back. How about to being United, bro? I think United is done for, bro. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think if United don't buy. The best bro, we're player. getting Haaland and Jaden Sancho. What the fuck are you talking about? If bro? you get Jaden Sancho and Haaland, then it will be the best team in the world, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it is a weird. Listen, I like Man United winning. I'm, like I said, I'm all for elitism. I like old money winning. So <laughs> it's great. I love that. But yeah, my last point was, uh, if you want to talk about the history of football, you can write a book about the history of football. You can watch this show called The Greatest, you can do whatever. But if I wanted to make your life easier and you wanted to watch what football was like in the 21st century, or at least for 90% of it, then I want you to go back to November 2012 and go watch Barça Play Real at the Camp Nou 2-2. And that will tell you everything you need to know in 90 minutes. That's my closing statement. If you got anything else to add, feel free to do so, my guy. I mean, I just want to say that I understand the debates, the Messi-Ronaldo debates. I understand it. I mean, when you have two of the greatest things of all time, you're always going to compare it, whether it's sports, whether it's fucking restaurants, McDonald's or Burger King. I don't know. 
But, I mean, I, <laughs> what a weird the most, I mean, <laughs> do you think do you think they're I mean, like have, BK stands and McDonald's stands? Like they I'm actually, a BK stand, bro. like they will argue to death with someone. Like, like you know, like because we've seen Messi Ronaldo arguments and how people get heated about. Do you think people get heated about like BK versus McDonald's as much? McNuggets nuggets against McDonald's McNuggets, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so basically, I just we have to just appreciate these two and thank God that we've been able to see them play at the same time and the prime from from the beginning of their careers until the end. And it's sad to see to say it, but I mean, in two years, I don't think we'll see them at the top of their game anymore. I've sent I've sent, I've sent you a TikTok recently that said these yeah, are the man. players who are not gonna be who are gonna retire Tears. after the what was it Tears, the twenty twenty two World Cup. Yep. And I saw a lot of names and I'm like, Man. this is their last World Cup. This is Ramos' I'm last World Cup. Cruz. Bro. This is Ronaldo, Messi. I'm not ready for Valverde and Ricky Puig. And I don't know. I'm not ready, bro. <laughs> I'm not I'm not ready, bro. I'm like, this is this is the part that scares me because I'm like, if they retire, that means I'm an adult. And now I have to have a job. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if they get to the point where they retire, I have to get to the point where I have to work. And I'm like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for a family. I'm not ready to have kids. I'm not ready for a mortgage. As long as Ronaldo and Messi are playing, there's this sense of my childhood still alive. So it's fine. Once they kill off their career, that's it. GG. <laughs> that's it. It was a great 10 years, boys. Now I have to get married soon. So, yeah, that's painful to hear. But you, like you said, what a blessing. We've really been blessed. Yep. I guess that's it for today. I want to say also, this was really, really cool. To Bro, like, really I'm having it. so much fun. Like, and most like, of our episodes are like an hour, an hour and a half. This is like, mm -hmm. we've basically told the Godfather series right now. <laughs> six hours in total. And it was so much fun. Uh, yep. Time flew by for real. And... Mm -hmm. uh, Obviously, we're talking about doing more shit together, doing a draft about football soon. We're probably going to, if people like this bonus thing, we're going to do more top tens of a lot of different things. And it was great having you on the podcast, bro. And thank you so much for joining in this little venture. I hope everyone enjoyed the list. If you didn't, well, if it's okay, if you didn't, I... I mean, I'm sorry for that. If you didn't, just because of Ronaldinho, I'm glad you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you, guys. And have a great day. Peace.